<laughs> Holy fucking shit, ladies and gentlemen. We made it. <laughs> We're live. We're here. We, we live. Oh, boy. Did we have a fucking live scare there? Live. Everything look, yep. it's looking good now. Okay. All right. Well, uh, here we go. What up, dudes? What up? All a fixed. false start on the offense right there, but. Penalties offset. All right, down. let me catch up real quick <laughs> because, guys, we got to go. I mean, we're, we're, we are behind the eight ball after the technical difficulties. Let's see. Who do we have here? We have Mike's Detailing. Subscribe to Tier 1. They sub for two months in a row. Thank you, Mike's Detailing. Marky Tins as well. Sub for the seven seven months in a row. Uh, I'm about to sub right now. <laughs> who do we got right now? We got the Sunday Night Savior, who is in front of me right now. We got Hoagie the Bowler. We got Fuller. All right, all right, all right. Sorry for the delay, folks. We uh, we had some bid rate issues, but now everything's flatlined. Everything's where it's supposed to be. Thank God. Uh, I've been having issues with this fucking computer all fucking week long. Fixed it last night and just haven't tested it on the Dudes and Bells check ass yet. So there we go. It happened. Sorry, right, we made it. And we, we gotta pick up we gotta pick up speed because we gotta get our guests online. We have a couple things we gotta go over with first. But before we do that, quick intro. Let's do this. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Death Drop Channel and the Rocky Mountain Pro Stream Team proudly brings to you the single greatest wrestling chat cast of the world. And we're going to stop it right there because we're running out of time. On the <laughs> left, actually, you know what? I forgot to introduce my fucking self. See what happens when I'm in a rush? It is your boy, Giant D Squared, the host of the Dudes and Belts Wrestling Chat Cast. On the left, you got the one that resides up north on the east coast of Maine. The YouTube editor of the Johnny Death Drop YouTube channel. Co-host of Rippin' the Rack podcast. And the inventor of the Lighthouse grading system. It is the one and only Brian Athern. What's up, Crusader. everybody? And it is the only rating system. Fuck Dave Belcher's side. <laughs> On the top right, we have our resident masshole himself, Marky Pins. What's up, guys? Good to be here. Let's go. And on the bottom right, we have our very own Sunday Night Savior, the top mod of the channel, baby. <laughs> the other fucking Jeff. How, how we doing? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was waiting for. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rushing a little bit here. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry you guys didn't get proper intros. I'm working on it, trying to go as fast as I can here. And, of course, as always, yes, he will be making his debut of 2021. Triple I will be here in person in about now almost a half an hour's time. Holy shit, we are running out of time. And this, my friends, is the crew of the Dudes and Belts Wrestling Chatcast. Bay to the fucking bay. Hit it. <laughs> Y'all, buddy. Triple stupid. Triple stupid. And as a, 
And as always, folks, if you're just not down with that, we got a few words for ya. It's still real to us, damn it. So, suck it. Okay. All right, folks. Before we have our special guest on tonight, we got some news for all of y'all. All right. Mark it down in your calendars, ladies and gentlemen. January 24th. I'm sorry I couldn't make it too dramatic for you for time constraints. We are going to be having, basically nowadays, because we did this last year, kind of, we're going to have our annual American Red Cross charity stream. We were approached by American Red Cross a couple weeks ago, asked us to do a charity stream for their campaign called Mission Red. It is going to be a 12-hour stream. <coughs> one. God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> It is going to be a 12-hour stream here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Drop, And we are going to be doing a lot of gaming for the first seven to eight hours of the stream. And then we're going to end off the stream with the Do's and Belts Wrestling Chat Cast. We're going to have a nice little special one. We have already confirmed that we are going to have the CEO of Rocky Mountain Pro, Mercury Yaden, with us again for that episode as well. Very special episode. Uh, just to give you guys an idea on what we're raising money for, we're basically raising money to help basically create more um, blood drive sites and testing supplies. So basically what they want us to do is to try and help get enough money to have a complete testing site if possible. So... I mean, I could, I could go over all the stats here. I know I'm up against the time because of everything. You know, every two seconds, someone in the U.S. needs blood, people with cancer, trauma patients, you know, moms with complicated childbirths, etc. cetera. Um, there's about, I don't know, a four, American Red Cross is responsible for about 40% of the nation's blood supply. And... Put it this way, $3,900 covers the cost to host a blood drive. Put it that way. And $77, just $77 covers the cost of tests, types, uh, tests for types of blood and match a unit of blood for a person living with sickle cell disease. And uh, basically what we're trying to do is we have a Tiltify that's on the bottom of the channel right now. It is actually live. You can actually donate now. Um, that's going to go all the way till January 24th, um, till the end of the stream. I have a goal of 3000 right now. I want to try and get to 4000 because that officially covers a complete site for a blood drive. That's the goal for this charity. Um, been in talk with Mercury Yaden. Uh, we're going to try and do a little bit of a partnership with this stream as well down the line. Um, and yeah, that's about as much as I can get done before we have our guest. But it's for a great cause. Cezilla, how's it going, bud? It's for a great cause. Um, I, I think these guys found me from what I did last year. We did a small little charity stream. Last year on Tiltify, and that's how they found us, and they actually reached out to us um, 
through a representative and they want us to do it again and I humbly obliged and it should be a good day should be a fun day I don't have a schedule for you for that day just now because it's two weeks away and I am fucking dealing with a whole bunch of other shit so I'm going to try and have a schedule ready for next Sunday um, and I don't know guys you guys excited for the 24th Oh, hell yeah. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Yes. Again, it's already confirmed we're going to have Mercury Yaden with us at the very least on the show. You might see him a couple times throughout the course of the day as well. Uh, We're going to try and do a little partnership with Rocky Mountain Pro on this. We're going to need all the help that we can get. So it's going to be a good time. Going to be a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. You're going to have your dudes and bells wrestling chat cast at the end of the entire charity stream, which... I, I made a point to do it on a Sunday and end it the way that we're starting it right now. Um, going to be a good yes, time, yes, folks. But without, without the oops. Without, without the, the oops. oops. Without, yes. without the oops. I, I, it's, it's the internet. It's, it, it, it's what it was. Fucking internet. Fucking internet. Anyways, all right, internet guys. This is why we can't have nice things. What do we got for a time here? 9.37? Holy shit, I did all of that in like fucking 10 minutes. I impressed the fuck out of myself right there. <laughs> yeah, Flower boy. Right all right, guys. Let's get uh, let's get our special guest on, shall we? What I'm going to do is I'm going to have you guys look at my pretty little face while I do this. Just to, We also uh, need a real random number generator. Oh, yeah. At some point. Oh, really? You, you guys uh, want to do that now, real quick, while I'm getting them on? 352. It's becoming a thing. We should really do it. I'm going 310. Taking a low road. 310. Yeah. 310. I think it, it was a tough night. It was really cold, and the pins are stiff at Academy when it gets cold. So I, I like 310. That's because they open the doors down back. It's oh, they only do that in the worlds. <laughs> Oof. Well, there's 200 people in the building. Uh, <laughs> three... Yeah, but it's still the frost coming back on the bowling ball. 363. Ooh. All right. You guys are looking at my face due to privacy reasons. Um, okay. You guys ready? He's coming on. Let's go. Let's do it. We ready? Bring the man in. Hoagie with the 350 check in. Full of 345. Oh. Yep. You guys give him too much credit. There he is. You guys give him way too much credit. <laughs> Hello. There he is. Hello. How's everybody doing? There he is. Very good. How are you? Nice to see you. Good to meet you. Good to meet everybody. All right, bud. I know we're running a little bit late. We kind of had to rush a lot of stuff. We had te- uh, technical difficulties in the beginning here, but we're close. About eight or nine minutes off. Uh, so That's all right. So why don't you uh, introduce yourself to uh, the community, the Death Drop Army over here? Well, y'all probably uh, don't know me, but if you're on Twitch, 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, you'll see that I am on the Rocky Mountain Rewind hosting one of the uh, best historical <laughs> things on Twitch. I'm Bud Bellflower. I got the... Uh, I think I got my roots pretty deep in Rocky Mountain Pro. I manage the lights and audio. I'm the statistician. I'm uh, a manager there. Got myself a few boys and a girl that are 
on their way to getting some gold in Rocky Mountain Pro, so it's a lot of fun. Awesome. Swiss Army knife. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bud. Let's just get right down to the chase here. How'd you get involved in wrestling? How'd I get involved in wrestling? Well, after I left South Georgia. So where I'm from is a real, real small town. And I figured the only way out was to go to college and do the whole straightforward, right down the middle path. So I became right. a teacher because I thought, oh, yeah, well, you know, that's the most money I've ever made because it's more than, you know, barbecue and pigs for minimum wage in Georgia. So <laughs> realized very quickly that that was not the way to earn a sustainable living. And I figured a few of my talents that I garnered while in, you know, the boonies would help me in professional wrestling. And I got in contact with Mercury Aiden about year and a half ago just wanted to see what i could do in any way that i could just to get a little bit on his side in the yeah. promotion that i felt was the best in colorado and i think that it's worked out nicely from what i've seen i've, I've seen you yes. do a fantastic uh, i can't fucking talk i'm sorry <laughs> but i'm uh, i've been rushing the whole entire time so <laughs> Um, you, you've been doing fantastic work over there and I've, I've been watching the shows I've been watching charged and I've watched milestone and all the other pay-per-views that you guys had shocktober and you, you're really doing a fantastic job over there. Appreciate um, that. just to let you know, bud, we are going to have one other person on here. His name is triple I. We're going to give you the warning, just like we give Mercury <laughs> Aiden, <laughs> His name is the Infinite Indian Inspiration. <laughs> All right. He is not of this That's planet. That's dot, not feather. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Yep. They, they dropped him off and ran away. <laughs> Whoever they are, they, it was somebody. We don't know who it was yet. Um, you'll find out exactly what we mean. He, he means like no an harm. interesting fella. <laughs> yeah. Once he starts showing oh, his teeth, oh, yes. you might want to be scared. <laughs> he, he means no harm until he starts growling, and then. All right. Okay. All right. Where's this guy? Where's this guy from then? Um, well, a couple cities, like right around here where we are located, northern Massachusetts, a uh, little city called uh, Haverhill. But uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not amongst the rest of humanity. Gotcha. <laughs> Just be, be prepared. All right. Be all right. Prepared. All right. All right. Um, we'll start with uh, Sunday. Who do you got for Mr. Bud Bellflower? So you mentioned you, you, you joined in about a year and a half ago as, as starting to actually be involved in the wrestling business. But, like, what kind of got you interested in wrestling before that as, as you know, oh, younger okay. growing up? Obviously, being from Georgia, I'm guessing you were kind of a WCW guy? Yes, sir. I was born uh, in 93. So my dad and I would watch wrestling pretty much every week. And I remember it was funny because he had a personal vendetta against WWF. And so that's why we watched WCW. And it was a whole lot of fun. He, uh, we, we had a lot of fun with it. Bill Goldberg was my favorite growing up because, I mean, he played for Georgia legitimately. A, a, uh, one of the best nose tackles we've ever had. And then he goes to wrestle and has a streak of 170-something. Like, my child brain was blown 
173 and zero. Yeah, something like that. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was it was that was how I got into wrestling. Was uh, I mean from the very beginning, my dad just uh, watching every week Monday Nitro, and then after after the Monday Night Wars fizzled out, it kind of like I grew out of it but then a couple years later got back into it and then once i moved out to colorado realizing how great rocky mountain pro had already like uh scaffolded itself to being i was like well okay i mean i'll i'll go be a part of this it sounds like fun yeah cool coastal uh so you you, you're a manager for the three ring circus um who who are some of your I mean, managers take a certain type of personality, and I can already tell just in a few moments I've known you, you have that personality. Facts. You certainly have the mustache. Yes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's epic, by the way. I do like that. Yeah, thank um, you. I got a lot but, of bow ties for, uh, for Christmas. I kind of showed off. Well, well that, that kind of brings me to who kind of I, I get a Jim Cornette vibe. So who yep. uh, <laughs> who were some of your influences of being a manager? You come from well, a maybe great, you should like, quit answering your own questions because Jim <laughs> Cornette was uh, Cornette was I'm I'm no cult of cor- cultist of Cornette, but I do have uh, a lot of like he has a lot of good opinions. So I style myself in a lot of ways by Jim Cornette, but also like a healthy amount of Jimmy Hart. A healthy amount of Elizabeth, Miss Elizabeth, and uh, who and um, Gato, who is in New Japan yeah. right now. I love watching Gato. Yes, very awesome. I'm a New Japan guy myself. Um, so you, you talk. You, you were born in '93. Uh, How did you get to see Jim Cornette? Because he was only really around a little bit in WWF oh, up until about '97. No, that was, that was not when I was a kid. That was. Honestly, if we're going to be honest, whenever I got back into wrestling uh, those couple of years later, I was like, now how I had heard of the notoriety of wrestling was like, oh, well, there's this guy, Jim Cornette. And, you know, obviously that notoriety drew me in. And at first I would call myself a cultist of Cornette, if that's (laughs) the right terminology. But then after uh, honestly, after getting into wrestling, working with Rocky Mountain Pro and realizing yeah, he's kind of an extreme guy. He has a lot of good opinions and a, a whole lot of bad ones. But, uh, <laughs> I, I guess seeing everybody in their own different worlds and trying to connect them into my own research, you know, that's how I like to try to yeah. do things. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm good. Go ahead, Mikey. <laughs> oh. No, um, so you mentioned also that you do, like, lights and sound. Had you had any experience with that? Had you ever dabbled? Because I did a lot of drama as I was growing up, a lot of plays and such, and every once in a while you had to help out with lights and things, mm-hmm. you know, sound mixing and boards and stuff like that. Had you done that before, or was that Not just a way in? Kinda? at all. Because <laughs> that is uh, no-joke stuff. Control no, all I, those things. He, I, I will here, – here's what I'll tell you. I, I, I walked up <laughs> – Essentially, on I, I wish that this were the real case. This online stuff makes the stories much less cool. But I walked up via email to uh, to Mercury <laughs> saying, "What can I do? I want to do anything." And he was like, "Well, well, I'll just you know, here's this guy Stevie, over easy Stevie, as uh, he is affectionately known in Rocky Mountain Pro." But whenever uh, I got there, I was like, "All right, so I want to help out. I want to do whatever I can because eventually I want to manage some people because I think I got the right skills." Blah, 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 blah. 
Stevie was like, okay, well, man, we can, uh, I guess I can get you on the lights. I said, cool. How do I do that? And it took like 15 minutes of him showing me like how to work the, the lights he did. And then another time it took like 30 minutes of him showing me how that particular program worked. But, you know, I learned how to do that and put them up and tear them down. And that was just my job. And it was, it, it took a lot off of Stevie, the production manager at the time to like, it would take like two, three hours off of his load. And so it was great. And we had a nice mutual relationship and I learned how to do lights Eventually, I started to um, do all the audio and stuff because I wanted to learn more of how to keep the show going. I wanted to learn uh, because what I always hated was if something were to go wrong and then no one in the surrounding area knows what to do. That's that's a nice stress-inducing moment. I don't know how we got to this, but... I don't know if I've answered your question or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just interesting because a lot of people, you times you hear from, you know, uh, entertainers and things that they just grew up doing this. They went to school for the, the in-ring aspect of it. Just to hear people doing the behind-the-scenes aspect is kind of interesting. Oh, right. No, and that was, I, I remember, to, to get to the point, all of this was in an effort to, I do want to be a Swiss Army knife, like, I, I forget who, but someone mentioned right, that. Cool. I do... That is something I aspire to be. Is just like, I want an, a little bit of everything. So the lights, the audio, uh, how to set the ring up, obviously, and every every aspect of it. I want to just be able to be an encyclopedic type of learner. Have you learned anything inside the ropes? Oh no, not at all. As far as, <laughs> being, as, far as being a wrestler, I guess I should make that one caveat. No, because all of those wrestlers scare the hell out of me. <laughs> no, no desire to take a top rope bump. No, not not. not <laughs> I, I have seen what they do. I see the uh, intensity at which some of them perform. And I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> See, the, the, the guy right above you, the asshole, he wants to go through a table. Because he's done uh, it once, but he wants to go through a real table. Uh-uh. <laughs> Why? Why? Because <laughs> it's awesome. I am not a big guy. I stand 5'8", 170. I am not a big dude. The host of this show, Johnny Deathrop, put me through a table one time. We did a contract signing for a bowling match between some friends. And he was one of the contestants, and he put me through it. I've wanted to go through a table for years. That's <laughs> just been my thing. Um, That's the Spike Dudley in you. It, it really yes, is. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, it is. Just once, i got to be there to just get comeuppance on something. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. I But via a table, well, like, was it just... I guess it, it harkens a memory of the flaming table that uh, never broke. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want the fucking thing to be on fire. Wait a minute. <laughs> is, is that just the first step or are we going thumbtacks? No, no. We got to work fire. our way up to that. That's like, <laughs> that, that, that's other things. You got to work your way towards thumbtacks. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. I want to slam them with Legos. You know. <laughs> no, I ain't doing, I ain't I doing that Legos super shit. No, we ain't doing that. <laughs> we ain't doing that crazy shit. All right. You know, like, actually break your ribs. <laughs> yeah, um, no. <laughs> being a talent scout, while you're scouting for talent, what do you look for? I think the thing that I look for most, and here's the thing about being a scout of talent in any sport, you got to look for the boring stuff. Like, I look for where their eyes are at any moment in the match, I look for their feet and how they're positioned. I look to see, like, how 
they are planning for the next steps, like how they are with their fundamentals, as well as, I mean, just how big they are. That one's an easy one. <laughs> like all, all three of the uh, wrestlers under my wing are quite large, as well as have the perception and the in-ring footwork. So I think those three things are what I look for to answer your question. Because everything else kind of like falls into place. Like everybody has their own different strengths. Like maybe your headlock isn't the deadliest, but it's because you got gigantic tree trunk thighs and everything, you know, like it's all relative. So if you've got those three big basic general things, footwork, eyesight, and just being big, you got everything that you need. Well, and that could so. go for any sport, maybe. And that one's for <laughs> yeah. free. Baseball, football, <laughs> You know, it, it really does. Like, I run a bowling alley back here in Massachusetts, and I coach, and I've helped give people lessons and things. And you're not looking at, you know, the majority, when I'm trying to help people, it's not how many pins they're knocking over. You're right. It's their footwork. Where's their eyes? How does their arm come back and go forward properly or not? It is the small things. You're right. Yeah, form. Uh, yep. And I wish that... That's the one thing that I would get into wrestling for if I weren't a gigantic wuss. Then I could learn like, how the form of things are supposed to, to be, and then I could be a better scout. I could know, like, oh, well, that suplex was terrible form, and I wouldn't have known that if I, I just, yeah, that's the one barrier. That's my one barrier. Yeah. Maybe I'll employ someone else. I don't know. Well, but for the most part, something like form is something you imagine you could teach as well, too. Right. You know what I mean? Like the other, the other, a lot of the other stuff, like is, there's a lot of natural ability that you have to find. And then, then things like, you know, you can tighten up somebody's suplex or how they run the ropes or whatever it is with a couple little bit of coaching and everything. And I know you guys got a good school out there to be able to coach. So, I mean, you find somebody to bring them in and, and, tighten up a little bit of their techniques and might actually find a diamond in the rough. Exactly. Especially with the, uh, with everything we've got at the Al Snow Wrestling Academy, all the resources that we have been afforded because of it, we're able to find, well, not only that, but with, uh, Scotty, Scotty Long at the Fast Performance Center, he knows everything about muscles and like with all of that combined, we can really rip apart and see where the talent where the potential lies in each wrestler or each uh i mean like all the the production people wrestlers managers announcers everybody it's got like it, it's been a lot of fun to see the, the the growth of everyone i guess is what i'm trying to say in yes. such a short period of time very nice very nice uh what time is it right now Close to triple so, I time almost. Yeah, we got triple I will be pop, pop, popping in any minute now. Oh, oh boy. Um, <laughs> you talked about growth of the of Rocky Mountain Pro. Mm -hmm. How cool is it? We I asked the Aiden this when he was on, but how cool is it to see someone like Abaddon on AEW? Like TNT primetime fighting like she just recently went for that belt and that was a great match. But is it it, it must be really, really cool to see somebody it, that grew like basically grew up in the business there and then go to something like that especially tnt that's got to hold a special place for you georgia you know uh -huh. turner broad yeah like and i mean going to the airport you see aew everything you see brandy and cody Rhodes plastered all over everything and i'll tell you i am excited but it's on on a few different layers because since i've been hosting the rewind i've seen 
<coughs> every single match that Rocky Mountain Pro slash New Revolution Wrestling has mm-hmm. put out there. And seeing the Sammy Six Guns and the Rolls-Royce Isaacs that go to Ring of Honor and seeing the Otis Dojeviks that are in WWE, those are, those like, you know, make your heart grow a few sizes that day. And, but it's something special when it's someone that you've actually worked with. Because, like, those were before my time. But mm-hmm. I joined about a year and a half ago, so I got to watch Abaddon, like, in training all the time because she was training all the time and get to see her progress and have her uh excellent streak honestly now that i'm taking the stats and like uh getting to that point in the rewind like she had quite the record at rocky mountain pro and she was a i hate to use the term because it's so cliche but a meteoric rise like it was very quickly she found her potential because of the, the the school and because she was there all the time. And it was really cool to be it, – it was surreal. And I know that that's what everyone says, but just seeing her on dark and then kind of getting the rumblings that something big might be happening, and then it actually did. It's like, oh, well, all right, cool. Yes. I know that yeah. person, and they're famous now. <laughs> that's what Yage was saying. Like, it was cool to see her come out, oh, wait, they let her keep – her entire gimmick. That's yeah. awesome. Like, I feel like, like we all know they're really good about that. Yeah. There's only a few people because we're used to seeing Vince's brand of everything. And when you come from new Japan and you come from ring of honor, you don't, unless you're AJ styles, you don't often get to come over as what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And for someone to go from a, you know, a, a promotion to a big, big, like premier one, like AEW, mm-hmm. like that's cool that they got to, she got to stay as what she was. Cause it's honestly one of the best gimmicks in wrestling. I would agree, even though she, and this is, this is truth, has given me the worst nightmare I have ever had in my entire <laughs> life, <laughs> ever, bar none, it was awful. Aside from that, yeah, I love, I love the whole gimmick, it's, uh, and, and to, the, to your point of not changing it, I don't know what else she could have been, like, it, it if she would have gone to AEW as anything else, any fans that were there before would have been just confused. Like, well, who, who is, who is this? Like, this is not the living dead girl that gives me, you know, strange feelings of horror and love at the same time. I don't know. I honestly don't know how people uh, connect with that because honestly, she just scares me. That's, <laughs> that's just, it's just the truth. Everything you and she probably does every other awful. woman on that roster right now. What's that? <laughs> yeah, no you and probably every other woman on that roster right now. I mean, <laughs> damn near. I don't know what it is Especially about the Sheena. school that attracts all the, the, the ghouls and goblins and vampires and demons and whatnot. Like, that's, that's the only con. Oh, yeah. Cause you got, you got uh, uh, Lilith the Demon as well. Oh, yes. You got, you got Rowan. You got all those guys. Yeah, Ronan, the uh, the Prince of Denver. Yes. <laughs> uh, real vampire. Were, real I, vampire. I just watched him. He came out this week and recruited somebody. New yeah, guy. It, it's like, yeah. Uh-huh. It's, uh, <laughs> just laughed at him when he tried to fight it. I mean, it, he's one of the veterans. He knows he knows his, his ins and outs of of uh, how Mercury Aiden runs a company. So I think that's the extra scary part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to ask. Coming from a streamer, you're on Rocky Mountain Rewind. How has the transition been to Twitch? Well, 
to be honest, there was really no transition to Twitch for me because I joined at just the right time to where they were already on Twitch a lot. Okay. Now with all of these shutdowns, we've put more weight into our Twitch, but honestly, it was kind of, it was more of the same that I was used to. And I think really the only change was I had more responsibility in running shows. Like they, it, it was a few months in that they were like, well, all right, how about you do the rewind every weekday? So I'm like, okay, well, I'll do that. That's really been the only big change was like actually putting in the hours that I think have paid off and I love it. But as far as like whenever I joined, we were already very heavy onto the Twitch thing. So me trying to, like I said earlier, trying to be a Swiss army knife, I would try and learn what to do on OBS and on Twitch end of stuff and how to do everything on the back end so that I'm not, you know, just uh, panicking whenever something wrong, something goes wrong. And I guess that just turned into me knowing a few things about <laughs> production. And <laughs> man, I, I keep, I keep rabbit holing, but I, I answered, you know, most of the questions. Yeah. Well, I, I, I tuned in back when a lot of the shutdowns were happening. You guys weren't doing any live shows. I was, working either not at all or very little and i tune into a, a rewind and you guys were on the front page of twitch and you had ten thousand viewers mm -hmm. you know at the same time i happened to tune in when you got i tuned in when you had like 900 and like four minutes later you guys had like ten thousand. yeah <laughs> and, and all of a sudden there's all types of questions being asked and you guys are trying to keep up there's people from all over the world asking you guys questions about stuff and what's this what's that i'm even uh, trying to answer questions in chat like try, try, trying to uh trying to help people out but it, it was kind of fun to see like a wrestling promotion on twitch get ten thousand concurrent viewers yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I thought that was really cool. Like I said, you you were live and you were trying to trying to keep up, but that was that was pretty hectic. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I I don't know if it was just me or if there was someone else, but uh, I remember when we first started doing that. Whenever we first started getting front paged, um, and it's all like random algorithm. I don't I don't really understand it, but there would be a lot of riffraff coming through, and we would be very strictly like, all right, followers only. And yeah, you gotta wait ten minutes to. And it was really hectic. But lately, I will say, and I guess while I'm thinking about it, we hit a record at 23,000. Wow. Uh, just Holy shit. Front page plus my beautiful mustache, I guess. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> wants to tune in. Right. But that happened maybe, I think it was Thursday. But um, lately, it's been a lot of fun. Even with 23,000 people, we're, we've been on the front page enough that people just know, like, oh, that's that's Rocky Mountain Pro. That's Twitch's premier pro wrestling organization, yada, 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 yada. And so we've gotten a lot less riffraff and a whole lot more people that are just like, oh, so this is this is professional wrestling, but Colorado. Like, yeah, cool. Right. Basically, yes. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I just, like I said, I just think it's cool that, you know, on to, like it's such a when we had mercury on like i mentioned it's it's such a cool idea and cool format to try this on twitch and make it work on twitch where you know i don't think five years ago somebody would have thought let's put a, a independent promotion on twitch like i know i know impact had tried it and stuff before and still kind of do it i guess a little bit but but you know to to have a you know you local promotions used to always have to have TV deals with with like local access television, all this stuff, and you just don't need to do that. You can do it all by yourself. You don't need any. You don't need to rely on anybody else. Right, and, and you don't have to pay like this ridiculous royalty amount, whatever percentage yeah. of uh, TV costs. And as far as getting us on Twitch, here's something that I have been told by multiple people. 
And it is that we wouldn't have been on Twitch if it weren't for Vince Russo. Whenever he was working with us, yeah. that was, I don't know if it was 100% his idea, but everyone has said, like, it wouldn't have happened without Vince Russo and his idea to go, well, bro, let's get on Twitch. And so <laughs> if it weren't for that, that yeah. I, I don't know where Rocky Mountain Pro would be. Yeah. And there is my growth, too, from uh, <laughs> Cultist of Cornette to uh, having a varied mindset and appreciating what Vince Russo does as well <laughs> to, to, to bring it all full circle. Because those are two very different things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they are. <laughs> both both men have great opinions. Both men have yes. strong opinions. <laughs> yes, they're, they're all strong. They're all strong. All right, I got a text from Triple I. He says it'll be on in 10 minutes. That was about five minutes ago. So we got five minutes. Maki, you got, you got one more question to hold over until Triple I gets on? Because I'm sure Triple I has a few questions as well. Oh god! And, a, and an intro promo. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and a fucking intro promo, which God only knows well, the fucking. Not really another mouth. question, but just to continue what you guys were saying about how it got on Twitch, like being the premier organization. It's the way the future is going to go. Every generation has lost the previous tech in favor of the new. Now it's the live streaming. It's it's the the apps on your smart TV and such things. And as it goes forward, there's going to be somebody leading the charge. There's going to be a lot of other people that are going to get into it. But the people, just like the YouTubers that you see that are the Uber 50, 100 million subscribers, they were around long enough and they were first and they just got big enough faster. Mm-hmm. It has one of the guys. All right. Maybe I can segue this into a question. Um, has, <laughs> has Because you guys are doing so well on Twitch as you know, getting it out there and learning the ropes faster than maybe other organizations are doing it. Have you maybe thought of trying to incorporate other kinds of revenue streams into it? Because you kind of lose ticket sales to a certain extent because people can watch it on Twitch instead of maybe going to a thing. Has any kind of, you know, way of supplementing maybe that revenue coming in? Have you guys planned kind of that far ahead yet? Well, yeah, actually, we have been doing that for a while. We've, well, as far as new things, we're doing a because uh, I know the COVID like the shutdowns and stuff like I know that put a big we got to start thinking about that kind of shit now. But well, even even before even, that, well, I yeah. guess before before the shutdowns, we were already on like Fight app and right now TV and Twitch, obviously. But then the one change, and I don't think it was purely because of COVID, but if, just timing too. We were uh, wanting to monetize our stuff on YouTube, so that's been something that uh, our digital director of media, Christopher Hoff, has been working on as well. But uh, as far as branching out, I think those are the big ones. I know that we were we were on. Oh no, it's the same deal. Same deal, just um, different timing and different logistical things. But right now, um, right now, Fight App. Twitch, YouTube. Those are the big four, I think. Uh, Cole, so you have anything else? Uh, just, uh, you said you were a Goldberg guy, so you obviously, I don't know if you did or not, did you see what happened Monday? What do you feel about Goldberg being in the main event at the Royal Rumble? I did something not. Years old. I oh. did not. Uh, so, I am now an adult. Um <laughs> <laughs> So you have the same feeling on Goldberg that we do. Probably. (laughs) So so, 
Um, that, that's news yep, to that's, me. That's it. That's, that's exactly It kind of right. makes sense. Like, I kind of could have saw it coming, but I also didn't want to. Like, I want him, I want him to... Hmm. I got to watch what I say. But I don't know that it's an Undertaker situation necessarily, but it's kind of close. It's like, come on, man, just... Hang it up. Please. This dude almost <laughs> killed the Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like you. When I was a kid, I thought your wrestling matches were great. Now that I know what wrestling matches are, I realized that that was not the case. Um, I don't understand why he's being given the Legends treatment, but then again, I also do. I don't know. He. Yeah. It's fucky, isn't it? I I, I have mixed feelings. That that's. I understand right. that, he, that he puts asses in seats and eyeballs on the network, but you just have so much other talent there. Yeah, I just, he's getting older. Like It's <laughs> always for the belt. It, maybe if it wasn't for the belt, you could see the attraction element of it. Like the, if the, the Dolph Ziggler right thing at SummerSlam. Right, that was, that was you can have an too. attraction element of a 50-plus-year-old Goldberg. Absolutely, that can still work. But why is it always for the goddamn title? Does it always have to yeah. be for the title? <laughs> that's, really? That's my main annoyance in it. Yeah. Is that it, it kind of makes everybody else take a backseat. Like, oh, okay. It makes the title Uncle take a backseat. Back. Uncle Personal Bill's back. We got to, yeah. you know. Ke- Kevin but, Owens went and ran. That's why he's not there right now. He's yeah. like, oh, God, Bill Goldberg's back. No. Moment of silence for KO, please. Uh, I, I, I got kind of like a segue type question to that then. So All you right. mentioned you're an adult now that you know Goldberg isn't really kind of your thing, and it's you know you, that was your thing as when you were younger. Oh, you're so, gonna steal my question, aren't you? Ha ha. So <laughs> so right now, who would you say is your favorite wrestler? Fucking a. Uh, fuck fuck fuck. <laughs> well, and just to keep it on a a, a Georgia theme. AJ Styles. I mean, yeah. as far as just yeah. overall ability, that, if you look it, you at the whole tenure, like everybody has a million good things to say about him. Like AJ Styles is fantastic. And then I could also I can I could be really, really biased and do a whole three ring thing right now, but also like <laughs> Atiba for real. Like yeah. the things that I've seen out of Atiba, I can't wait to see where he's at in five years. Because it'll be like I, I got a crystal ball right here, and he's gonna be big, all that kind of good stuff. I get to say all that, but I mean it. Like the dude can go. Well, when go, we had Mercury I, on, I, well, I was gonna say when we had Mercury on, we asked him like, out of everybody on your roster now, who could you see making it big? And he said Atiba. He said yeah. Atiba. Yeah. That was day just, one. Like I, whenever I came to Rocky Mountain Pro, and Stevie was showing me the ropes. I guess no pun intended. Um, <laughs> he was like, and dude, right there, right there. His name's Atiba. He's like twenty years old. And the best thing that we got right now, you're going to see him going in big place, big money. Oh, my God. And he was right. Oh, my God. Here he is. What the fuck are you wearing, dude? here. (laughs) Oh, God. He's got an MJF scarf on. Oh, Oh boy. Oh, God. And a Wendy's cup. Wendy's. Is that Frosty? No. No, it's a Diet Coke. I'm to Diet Coke. I'm cleansing my head. I thought it was diet lemonade for a second, but I think the lemonade machine shuts off at eight o'clock over there. Uh, <laughs> all right, Triple I, go. Well, do up, your dude? thing quick. Get you get it over with. Do my thing. That's subjective. That can mean a few things. It's your first appearance in 2021. I don't know what has happened since 2020 and 2021 with you, so just do it. 
He wrote a poem about it. Oh, God. <clears throat> oh, shit. We warned you, bud. Those, Here it comes. Well, m- most people know me by now, but for those of you who don't, it's a new year, which means you have a new brain, which means it doesn't work probably. So let me remind you just who I am. But that being said, I am the infamous, the one and only, triple I. That means three eyes, dimwits. Infinite in the You can't say we didn't warn you, bud. (laughs) Not wrong. (laughs) It's exactly what you said, too. It's a pleasure to meet you, Triple I. You as well, Mr. Bud Bellflower. You look like Paul Bear's son. I guess, uh, look at you. You know, I've been told I have a striking resemblance to you guys. Should have seen me when I was fat. I looked exactly like him. Yeah, well, you, you look good. You look better than I do, I bet. I guarantee you. Thank you. I guarantee you that. Oh. He doesn't have the tan you do. I'm sorry? He doesn't have the tan you do, though. Uh, well, yeah. it's, it's the light. Yeah. It's the lighting. Bit. Lighting. Yep, that's all it is. Wow. Johnny G Squid, you okay there, buddy? No, I'm not okay. Oh, <laughs> that was funny. Big as of hell. an intro. Jesus. It was all the uh, the presentation just alarmed him too much. <laughs> that's, that's okay. That's okay. All right, Triple <clears throat> I. What do you got for Mr. Bud Bellflower? What do you got for questions? Well, I gotta say, uh, Bud. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Obviously, I appreciate it. Uh, we all no appreciate problem. it. Actually. We all pleasure to be it. here. Absolutely, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, and I believe you're the promoter for Rocky Mountain Pro as well. Uh, uh, I am the producer. The producer, promoter, I believe, would be uh, Mercury Yaden. I, I do all of the back end, like lights, audio, production stuff. Okay, so you're the, you're the producer. My apologies. I stand corrected. You're the producer for Rocky Mountain Pro, and it's definitely I can never do what you do. I can uh, tell you did your fucking research, huh? He's <laughs> off by a couple letters. I'm not, I'm not done yet. Okay. Yeah, I have a P right, okay? I have an O-R pro. You know, so I was Brian, getting there. Getting down? All right? I was getting there. But as I was saying, so I got to say, I believe you're the second guest that we have on the Dudes and Bell Trustling chat cast. And coincidentally... You're the second guest from Rocky Mountain Pro as well, which is really cool. And yeah. we all we're all huge fans of Rocky Mountain Pro, so that's you know that's pretty awesome in itself. That's However, true. yeah, we were um, so like jo- Johnny D. Squid just alluded to a few seconds ago. Mm-hmm. So where whenever we have a guest on the show, we're advised obviously to do some research, like like Johnny Death Drop just said. Okay. We're about to do some research, do our homework on our guest, oh, so we can God, ask you questions not, of what it's like to be, done, you it? know, a, a promoter or a wrestler or a manager or the time in the wrestling business, things of that nature. So I did do some homework. <clears throat> Your homework. Yeah, I did some homework. Yep. So I Googled Bud Bellflower and I saw that, you know, you're the producer, like, you know, not promoter, the producer of Rocky Mountain Pro, which is great. But then I'm looking at the screen and... Underneath that, I, I didn't see much. I saw the middle of the screen and the bottom of the screen. It, it wasn't much there. So I'm like, I messed up royally. I fucked up. 
So we're like, so that we have a conundrum. So sorry, Brussels sprouts. Conundrum means we're in a pickle. We are in a situation. <laughs> that is that is here. chat, bud. Okay. Yeah, okay. he calls yes. the chat Brussels sprouts. Yes. Right. We had to explain yep, that to Mercury the last time he did them. this. Tri- Triple I in the chat have like a wicked history feud. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can understand that. I can totally relate. But yeah. Brussels, sprouts. <laughs> uh, Brussels an sprouts. Interesting nickname. An interesting pet name. Yeah. Yeah. So the the Brussels sprouts aren't you know they're not necessarily the brightest bunch. So I had to explain to them. I agree. That. So you know my apologies. But like I was saying, we're in a conundrum here. Okay. I tried I tried researching you, and I only saw a few things. I'm like, you know what? This is my fault. I screwed up royally. I maybe I spelled your name wrong. Maybe I didn't refresh my browser. Oh yeah, a, a plethora of things. Maybe I've just covered my bases. <laughs> but then I thought, who knows? But I thought of a brilliant idea. Okay. Like Bud Bellflower, the acronym BBF. Let me try repeat. Let me try replacing Wait, those those letters with a BBF. different with a different word. Just listen. Just listen. Okay. Let me try replacing those those letters with different words. So we have like a different acronym here. So I tried doing that instead. So I thought of a few things. So maybe I can get some more information on you because you're okay. an, you're, oh, you're an intriguing yeah. person. Holy shit, Chipotle! How long are you gonna go here, bud? <laughs> <laughs> Let him go. No, well, I'm very intrigued in what you're doing with He's gotta BBF. Get it out. You, you gotta let him finish. I, I feel don't like that. Take, never mind. I'm not I feel like we're going to the hot dog way. So I did. No, so I did. Let him go. I did a few. So I so I tried replacing uh, the acronym with a few different uh, words. So I tried looking at badass, bald, and famous. No, nothing. Right. Big beef, big beefy and fruity. Nothing. Bad bitch forever. Nothing. <laughs> okay. But then I found one thing that worked. I found one thing that worked. I, I, I searched it and I get more information on you. Oh, I know Best, where this is going. Okay. Best at being a failure. BBF. Now <laughs> <laughs> see, what's great about the segue is that failure. you are actually unseating me at the best of being a failure. Because <laughs> my acronym is not BBF, but rather BBB. It's the Bud Bellflower brand. Boom, baby. But you were so close. Bud, you were prepared for Triple I. Yeah. (laughs) That's a first. As you said BBF, I was like, I got 100 (laughs) business cards that will. You're right. You have 100 business cards because you you haven't handed handed out any of them yet. So they're still all in your wallet. Started out with 1,000. Get them. So with that being said, with with that being said, Best at being a failure, and, uh, and it's okay. It's okay. Listen, I fail every day of my life. Um, the, the Brussels sprouts fail every day of their life. You know, just look at them. But I still talk to them here and there. It's all good. So, anyways, I looked. I looked at it. I looked at it, and I realized the information. Here's the information I saw. Not only are you a producer for Rocky Mountain Pro, you also have your own little side business to supplement some income. Mm-hmm. You you operate and own a little side business. It's a floral shop. You sell flowers. It, it, it just came to me. It's in your name. Mm-hmm. It all makes sense. I could have saved so much time. So I think with Valentine's Day coming up next month in February, you're going to be pretty busy, obviously, selling flowers in your floral shop. <laughs> so once all the high-end floral shops are done, are sold out of flowers, 
you'll have a few customers left over who may need something. They'll go to your second rate floral shop. You know, they'll get a few, you'll get a little bit of business from them. Okay. And then that will be it. You'll get, because you're unintelligent and you're not the best businessman, apparently you have a hundred business cards still sitting in your wallet. Uh-huh. All right. All right. There's going to be 11 months out of the, there's going to be 11 months out of the remaining calendar year, which you just not the brunt, which you get no business. You have no income. That's okay. okay. I want to help you with that. I want to help you. We're all, you know, we all fail at some point because I like you. I'm going to give you some business advice. I want okay. to give you some tips how to make money. I want right. to promote yourself, uh, promote your, your floral shop, and for free. For free, because you're a guest on our show. Oh, so well, thank what, you. But you have you, you have the permission to bury Triple I at any time whenever you want. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, I'm going to let him have his time. <laughs> I will respond thusly. In order for me to help you, there's one thing you need to do for me. And it's one thing you need to do. You need to recognize and realize and just acknowledge one thing. When it's all said and done and the dust is settled and the smoke is cleared, oh. it's all <laughs> on you. You're telling me that we sat through all that just for you to say your catchphrase? Ripped off cool piece of paper. That was Baron so Corbin. Easy to interrupt and here, I will answer your question. <laughs> if you did a little more research, you'd have known that, yeah, I do grow flowers, but I don't sell them bloomed like most florists do. So if you must know, there are multiple different species of bellflowers. There's over a 400, I believe, and most of them I can't get to. But the ones that I can, I use in my medicinal remedies. Here's what I do. Now, I won't tell you which specific phylum and genus of bellflower, but I have a nice special little patch in the garden that I grow them until they are just about to bloom. Then I snip them off. They got all those, all that life, all that universal energy trapped up in that, in that bulb. And I keep them in a little sack. And they got a lot of good powers. You know what those are? Those are the Bud Bellflower brand bellflower buds. <laughs> they are able... The thing about them is you can cut them up and put them into a specific amount of anti-venom from a copperhead, and it gives you a little bit of a boost. It gives you a little bit of a strength boost for, I don't know, about a week. And uh, CDC ain't got nothing on it, so that's the best part. (laughs) Wow. So anyway, that is where the, uh, the, the flower shop, as you say, that runs for the other 11 months out of the year valentine's day i don't get any more or less business because people aren't really looking for my stuff for that but i do appreciate <laughs> you trying to uh do the research for me and give you give me your business advice absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I, got I got my own business cards as well i don't have a hundred in my hand they're all they're they're everywhere they're blooming and they're blossoming everywhere you know oh, okay from, from, the Brussels sprouts have them. Bitches have yeah, them. Uh, yeah, you know, exactly. Big, beefy, and fruity people have them over there. Everyone has them. You know, I'm running out. That's I got one back order right now. So Did you, you just know. find my gimmick for pro wrestling? Big, beefy, and fruity? <laughs> <laughs> I think you just created it for, for you. Yeah, Yo, you're welcome. Exactly. Be exactly. careful on Twitch I, for that one. I just created yeah. money right here. You're welcome. I want, I want royalties on that shit. <laughs> wow coming in spicy 
I mean, that was about 15 well, I got a and a half minutes worth. Anybody else? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. You, like, you were all, so you're 0 for 2 in uh, <laughs> trying to get me with whatever research you had. And I do appreciate that you did the research, but was there any was there anything else? Because I'm very like I, I didn't think that the fl- the flower shop, as you call it, I didn't really I don't have a name for it because it's just my garden in my backyard. But I want to know how you knew about that <laughs> garden in my backyard. I'm a very intelligent man. Google I have people, oh my god! I have, people, I have people located not just throughout the city, not throughout the state, throughout not the country, but the whole continent. All right, oh. I have a lot of people. All right. Infinite Indian inspiration. That last name, inspiration. I inspire a lot of people. And because they're inspired by me, you know, they're constantly doing the work for me. They're grabbing intelligence for me. They're grabbing information for me, planting the seeds everywhere. That's how I get my information. And where does the flavor aid come into play? (laughs) Flavor aid? Maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, I shouldn't delve into that one. Actually, I don't know how how kosher that one is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Triple I, he's got your number tonight, but I don't know. Over two, in his opinion, it beats being over my whole life, like him. Shall right. we post a vote in chat to see who has won this battle? Because I because I, I guarantee we you. I, I I don't know if the Brussels sprouts will support you. Well, yeah, well, yeah, the Brussels sprouts sprouts don't even like me. First of all, and two, I was in. uh, uh, Bud, I never interrupted you when you were cutting uh, your promo. (laughs) I get interrupted several times by Johnny D Squid, so you're gonna win by default. All right, so usual Johns got it, and your controller wasn't working either, right? Battery died. Yeah, he had the Mad Cat wow. controller. Exactly. It was the oh, Mad That's a legitimate John, though. Well, it depends on what you play. I have batteries for other things. <laughs> it's the duster. I got All right, duster. All right Triple oh, I. God. How about uh-huh. some questions for Mr. Bud? Yeah, like a legitimate type of question. Legitimate questions. Oh, legitimate legitimate questions. Yeah. I mean, I've been enjoying the, the string of, of whatever you would call it that he's been giving me so far. So about his legitimate stuff. Okay. All right. Well, I'm a all completely you. legitimate person. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> all joking and kidding aside, I, I will say. So have you, you're a producer now. Have you ever tried, obviously you have a, you're a big fan of pro wrestling, obviously, just like the rest of us. Uh, had, did you ever try at one point, maybe early in your life or early in your career, like becoming a wrestler or attempting to become one? I have rolled around a couple of times in the ring, but I have learned that I am a gigantic wuss, and my body is frail, and I don't want to take that chance and break bones that I could avoid breaking. So that's really the answer to it. I, I have I've done a few of the uh, whenever I first joined Rocky Mountain Pro, and I would see, you know, it's a really light training day, and they take a break, and I was like, oh, can I? getting there and i would try rolling around and i got kind of good at some of the stuff but then once i saw like oh yeah and then once you do this then we'll start giving you a cyto suplex and or one of these and a spine buster i'm like oh, okay actually never mind on everything <laughs> <laughs> never mind i don't want to tuck my chin for anything he said there go. <laughs> right well and i mean i get it i really do get it it's it is uh nothing tickles and that, that's I just thought- it's okay that i am 
they can do their thing, I'll do my thing, and I'll just respect that. <laughs> well, it's not ballet, just like the rest of us say all the time. It's not ballet. Exactly. But I think I think if you if you if you learn to take bumps more and more, your body act, actually gets acclimated to that, and maybe it's you, you know it gets used to that. You know, so I've heard some wrestlers actually say they take a break from a you know pre-COVID, obviously, when you're on the road, you know, 250 plus days a year, and you're constantly taking bumps. Sometimes taking a break from them is, is actually worse because you know you, you get out of the rhythm of taking bumps and your body gets out of the rhythm of you know being used to all that and everything. I would imagine, yeah, I would imagine with uh, just like any sport, like you get out of rhythm, and even with uh, like they've been saying that with football players or uh, hockey players, mainly the contact sports, the one where you're getting roughed up. I mean, wrestling obviously being one where you do get very roughed up. Like mm-hmm. you, you get kind of like calloused almost. And that, I know that doesn't make sense with bones and muscles and stuff, but it's like your body just gets used to being in war mode or something. If that's the biologically correct place to be. Yeah, no, I, I, I played division one football at UMaine for a little bit. And, and, uh, well, once you start, like once the season ends, you're like, ow, I hurt. I didn't right. hurt <laughs> for like two months, but now I hurt. This isn't fun anymore. Right. Yeah, because every day your just body's like, well, I didn't heal last week, so I'm just going to get hit more, so okay. This is just life, so yeah. I'll just have to yeah. get used to it. So I'm going to steal a question from probably a couple other people here. You like games? You like playing video games? Yeah, correct? a good bit, yeah. What, what's your favorite game? Okay, oh, I'm torn. This is a great question. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, I've given it a lot of thought, actually, over the past year. And the runner-up is Persona 5, and I love that game. Yes. I just finished <laughs> it this year. So good. It is very good. And, I mean, for a while, I've got a tattoo uh, that I can't really get to right now. But, like, it is a very good game, but it just it's gets edged out up. by Final Fantasy Tactics. And... Like, I, I keep trying exactly. to convince myself, like, no, it's not just because it's an older game. It's not because it's an older game, but it's that that's that feeling that I have. Of, like, it, you just like things that are old. But the story is so good. There's so many, like, broad political messages that you can learn from playing it. And the, uh, the way that they remastered it for the PSP was just a fantastic uh, retranslation of the funky English that we got in the first release. And I don't know if... I didn't catch any responses. Have any of y'all played it? I have. No. Okay, so same guy. I played it. So you're my friend. (laughs) Uh, I I think it should be remastered for Switch. I'm a huge Mm -hmm. fan of that. I love tactics RPGs. Like, I like Mario vs. Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. That was really good for a kind of grid-based RPG type thing. But, yeah, no, I'm I'm a JRPG nut. Like, I finished Persona 5 this year. I haven't played Royal yet. I need to wait. I'm working my way through that. Yeah, I need to p- wait to put another 100 hours in to explain to my wife why I'm playing a game that takes 100 hours to beat. Right. <laughs> and then as yeah, far no, as I... the grid-based tactical stuff, there was I, this is probably not a good game by any stretch of the imagination, but I love Pokemon, and I love tactical That's your guy stuff. right there. That's your guy right and, there, Marky. Oh, Payne. Marky just got a hard-on for that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Pokemon <laughs> Conquest was made in, like, I don't even know, 2011. I remember just it was some knockoff, like, stupid Pokemon game, but it combined, it was Final Fantasy Tactics and Pokemon put together. That was also a really good one. Mm. All right. I got one more, I got one more question on my half, at least. In your opinion, 
what is the best wrestling era? Ooh. Mm. So living through the Attitude Era was fun, and I think that that has given me the rose-tinted glasses. But I think... Oh, man. The Ruthless Aggression Era, honestly, like it had the best wrestling. It had the best... like It, it was like the Attitude Era, but they kind of fine-tuned some stuff, and they figured it out. And I think the reason why I didn't like it so much at the time was because I was an angsty teenager that wanted to hear swear words and poop jokes and, you know, booby jokes, I guess. And that was just where, that, that's where, like, the stink and the stain is for a lot of people my age. But when you really look back at it, I think that the Ruthless Aggression era was probably the best if we were talking about eras. I mean, I agree. other than if we're going to, like, cross promotional like the monday night wars was the best thing that has happened to wrestling in a long time just the whole the whole Fact. everything about it yeah but i don't Fact. know if that counts i i agree it, with well the it mainstreamed it to a level i don't think it had been to right like the, the wars you know what i mean like both companies benefited and all wrestling fans benefit and all wrestling right. in general benefit every aspect of wrestling was good. wrestling sports in it it was very cool yes it was water conversation yeah, it, it really was. Or if like you were in high school, it was what we talked about while we were eating lunch in the cafeteria or it yeah. was what we talked about when we were walking home with your buds. And you were kind of lucky, actually. Um, you got to grow up during the Attitude Era because you said you were born in 93, so you were young. That was like your first exposure to wrestling. Uh, right. Mo- most of us, we lived through the 80s. Like I grew up, I was born in 81. Hogan. So... It was Hogan. It was Warrior. It was Savage. It was that cla- the end of that old classic era. The golden era. era. Right. Yeah. The golden era, right? And then it transferred into the Attitude Era. So we got to see that like transfer of how everything was birthday cake sweet and everything was good. And, you know, just yeah. the, the classic baby face and the just evil bad guy. And then all the lines got blurred into the early 90s. And then the mid 90s, everything got blurred. And the bad yeah, guys were more cool interesting. It really you, did. It made it more real. Yeah. Do Do you guys think uh, with the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era, because uh, they both are pretty dominant eras in their own right, do you feel, and this may be a no-brainer, but I want opinions, do you feel that the Attitude Era had more uh, better comprehensive storylines and storytelling than the Ruthless Aggression Era? Uh, I mean, better? There were some that were better, but... I think overall probably not because there was a lot of it that was just kind of weird. A lot of it that you go back and just like chop, choppy, choppy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was <laughs> thinking too. Yeah, like, I, I think it, the oh, I, it, I just think the ruthless aggression era was just it had more talent. You had Eddie Guerrero, you had the Chris Benoit storyline. I know that's a bad name to say, and I'm sorry, but he was a factor in that. Um, you know, you, you had Kurt, Kurt Angle was big at that point. Like, it was just the jumping off point. Cena, you had that group out of OVW come out. Mm-hmm. Cena, yeah. Batista, Randy Orton. You saw, like, Jericho Brock, Brock, as well. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Jericho had come back. And it was the it was the Save Our, Save Our Souls Jericho. And the, the new, his, his new persona as he reinvents himself every five years, it seems like. 
Yeah, you we still got had the badass. We didn't have the Undertaker. Yeah. We had the badass now. Right. Yeah, and I just think the ruthless aggression era was driven by the competition. That's when TNA had just launched. Vince McMahon came out and cut his uh, ruthless aggression promo the week after TNA had debuted. That was their first, their second week, and that's when he decided to unleash John Cena and Batista and everybody else on the world. It was like, I'm not getting taken again in the Monday Night Wars. I'm going to bury you right now. And he just unleashed every bit of talent he had, but I think it drove the business. Because as you know, Bot alluded to, there was a little guy named AJ Styles who had just gotten released from the defunct WCW and TNA that decided it was his world. And everyone was going to have eyes on him. And he yeah. was the one of the great counters to your young and up-and-coming Randy Orton, your John Cena, those guys that... TNA was not yeah. bad back in those it days. Was no, it was not. It was young. Yeah. It was young. It was new, but it was not awful at all. Mm-hmm. No. No, I... It had its heyday. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else for, by Bellflower? Oh, I got one more. Oh, so, of course fuck. you do. Oh, <laughs> No, it's, it's a good one. It's a, it, it, you know we're talking about being serious. No, I could be serious for a moment, just like Lance. All right, Storm. all right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Lance, <laughs> okay, Storm, be serious. I, I, all right, I, we'll I, give I, him I, another I'm half hour or so. Well, it was only half an hour because you interrupted me a bazillion times, dickhead. So, <laughs> like I was saying, fuck I, my uh, ass. What? My he tried to. Still, you see a lot of uh, cross promotion right now with uh, <laughs> AEW. You know, uh, ex- well, lack of better words, exchanging talent or having an agreement with, um, uh, with, with Impact Wrestling and vice versa, and perhaps New Japan doing that as well. Do, can you, uh, do you see that maybe in the future that that could be a potential, uh, uh, potentially feasible with Rocky Mountain Pro and one of these uh, uh, promotions as well, whether it's New Japan or AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact, deck down the road perhaps within five years or less? Well, I mean, I can't allude to what we have in store because I don't, I can't make any promises. But I mean, in the past, we have pulled our Nick Aldises from NWA. We've oh. had Crimson on. We have Al Snow a lot. I mean, Marty Casals, Lucha Underground champion. There's a lot of different promotions that we pull from when really it's really what it is mercury aiden knows a lot of people and is a really friendly guy towards a lot of people in uh wrestling is what i've learned yeah and but that is nothing but a good thing though for the exactly. company in general that is nothing but a good thing we Absolutely. we have had now like i guess with no promises made we have been in comp we've been talking to zicky dice a lot on twitch i don't know that there's been any because like i'm not involved in any of that but we talked to Zicky Dice a lot. Um, we just started. Uh, Chase Owens has been popping into the Twitch chat as of late. That's oh, really cool. the only. That's the only teasery cool things that I can say because that's all I know. Oh, if that wait, no, but, question, I, I, that dude I think, is great. I, I think that's awesome though. It's a great start. I mean, it shows that you guys have the ability to do that already, and you have a great work relationship because of Mercury as well, and, and the rest of your team as well. So yeah. Johnny D Squid, that was a great question I asked. Well, thank you. Thank you, Triple I. Yes, it was. Absolutely. See, well, I know what I'm doing here. Well. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank that was you. a pretty good I, I, I have kind of a blanket question for everybody, but Bud can answer first. Uh, do you think that non-talent sharing is going to be the downfall of a certain big company in New York? <laughs> non-talent <laughs> sharing. Yeah, like... 
like just not being willing to let anybody go work anywhere else on. I, mean, I know they don't have be, off days, it, but it, it'll be the gamble of can these other promotions not located in the northeastern part of the United States of America make it to an equitable level to the promotion that is in the northeastern part of the United States of America? That's really what it is, <laughs> and I think that in the next year or two, yeah, I think that if we if there is going to be some talent sharing. And I guess maybe to answer one part of your first question, Triple I, yes, I would like to see that. That'd be great. Just yeah. across all across all promotions, I'd like to see a yeah. lot of different, like New Japan with WWE, AEW versus New Japan. Just all, I'd like to see it all. But More wrestling uh, is good wrestling. <laughs> exactly. Like we're right. all in this together, or something like that. Oh god, I've heard that a thousand times already. Yep, me too. I'm <laughs> exactly that age. Yeah. But you know, uh, I think that yes, if well, I guess I think that wrestling is going to be experiencing, oh, excuse me, a nice coming up because we've been in a bit of a valley in the past few years. And we're I think that wrestling in general is coming back. And then with that, we're going to ha- see a whole lot more cross promotion because of just the new eyes and like, oh, I saw this guy in New Japan. I saw this guy at AEW. And then, yeah, maybe that's what maybe that's what spearheads it. I'm down for it. I'd be perfectly cool going back to territories and talent sharing. I think yes. it was better for business. <laughs> All right. The news member of the authority. Thank you. Right there. Thanks, Coastal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, no, no. I'm not Triple H. I haven't buried that many people yet. <laughs> well, I, I, can't say that, I can't say that about Hunter because look what he's doing with the NXT. So I, That's very true. That's very true. Hey, COO. Paul Levesque is different than in-ring Triple H. <laughs> there you go. I, I think, so, so he'd have us believe. I think, yeah. I think well, true. Yeah. Is over, pretty much. <laughs> let's let's not say, ask anybody like, you know, Zelina Vega or anybody like that. But I, <laughs> I, I will say, I mean, it's it's funny because outside of, I feel like with WWE, it's so water, it's just watered down and it's very stale uh, for the for the most part. Outside of like after WrestleMania season, you know, so from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, it's you know it's great, it's interesting, and then maybe up to SummerSlam a little bit as well. Other than that, people lose interest a lot, and I feel with me watching other promotions like like AEW for example, I'm interested throughout the whole year. You know, uh, that's me personally. Maybe p- people feel differently, but I'm always tuned into AEW because it's it's not as watered down. There's so many different faces every week. And you look forward to seeing them. And it's not useless, pointless storylines as well. So now that they're doing this cross-promotion with Impact Wrestling, perhaps New Japan down the road, it just brings us to a whole nother stratosphere. I I get what you're saying, and I completely support it. But the reason you're saying that WWE is watered down is because it's been you've watched it since you were, like, 12. Like, AEW is, is once a week. It's only unless you watch dark on Tuesdays, which I do, but I watch all kinds of wrestling. I watch that's pretty much it. But like it's watered down because you see it all the time. Like that's why I like to go like I really, really, really enjoyed Wrestle Kingdom this weekend because it was a great product. One, but two, it was I hadn't seen these guys wrestle in a very long time. Like Chase Owens and Yano and the Kota Ibushi Tetsuya Naito match was just oh my god it was so good but it was just stuff I hadn't seen I'd been watching sports entertainment I got to watch wrestling 
And exactly. I really, really enjoy it. No, yes. Point. And if I ever have more time and I decide to retire early or quit my both my jobs right now and, not to, and decide not to pay my mortgage, then yes, I could do the same thing as well. Absolutely. But I mean, unfortunately, I well, just don't have the time right now. I, I, I am married to a doctor and I'm a stay at home dad. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I hear. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a doctor as well. So I, I can relate to that, you know? So doctor, I guess, what? Oh. Psychonomics. I'm doctor, doctor of inspiration. I'm doctor of inspiration. Exactly. Thank you. Th- Savior, you just saved the night. I knew we had to put together. I knew it. Oh, oh great. We got a new yeah. tag team. Mark, are you in? Oh, God. I'm sorry, guys. New year, new me. No, New year, new us. We have a great working relationship. See, we just cross-promoted each other right there. We're crossing over to each other's brand right now. This is phenomenal. I- I'm feeling it. I'm feeling brand? Which brand inside. are we talking about? I'm feeling who's the inside. All right? Wait, is it must-see? Oh, I do. I'm always must-see, babe. I'm always must-see. Okay. So is Vader. All right. Agreed. Agreed. Before we get into the Vader shit <laughs> that we do every fucking week. We yeah. did last week, That's and I won't bring it up again. That's close to fault. I got one for Bud. All right. As a manager, you, you kind of touched up on us a little bit. As a manager, who do you compare yourself to? <laughs> Paul Bear. <laughs> I mean, visually, yeah, I mean, visually, Paul Bear, and I like that I do take a lot of inspiration from Paul Bear just because he was uh, really good at conveying exactly what The Undertaker needed to needed to say without The Undertaker having to go on a two and a half minute, like that would have looked silly, that would have looked weird, but Paul Bear knew exactly the vibe that needed to fit with his client, and I, I mean, I do get, I, I could draw some inspiration from him, probably Jim Cornette, just because I'm trying to be the string beans, Southern man that, you know, you might not care for <laughs> um, Jimmy Hart, as far as his work ethic and wanting to like be a part of everything in the back. And honestly, that's probably it. Th- those three um, of Jimmy Hart and, Jim Cornette, Paul Bearer, and yeah, then you know, yeah. with the the presentation of Miss Elizabeth as well. Yeah. <laughs> you are a very dapper man. I will yeah. say that. Well, thank you, thank you. My hair is doing but, no. this nice little curl thing right now. I like it. But there's a very special place, and you mentioned guys like Paul Bear and Jimmy Hart and Jim Cornette and Paul Heyman as well. As I'm gonna throw in this, there's a very special group of managers that can get their guy over without their guy saying a word at all. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's a talent. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that's just, I think that's what makes a great man. Bobby Heenan did it. Yeah. As you say, Bobby, like, the brain is the best at that. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Barbarian and warlord never had to say a thing, but you knew you didn't want to screw with them in the ring. I was saying, you knew you didn't want to hear them say a thing. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that, that's what's great is that the, the thing about it is if you're a good re- today, it's a lot of showy stuff, and a lot of people think that in order to be a good wrestler, you also have to talk about how you're a good wrestler well, and that just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, yeah, some of them can, but some of them can't. Like, some of them are just like, all right, as soon as you hear the bell, they're good wrestlers, but maybe when they talk, they have a Mickey Mouse voice in the case of certain <laughs> people. And maybe other times they just 
don't like talking. It's it, it's a nice. I just like that there is an a market for me, a market for someone to be involved in wrestling without actually having to wrestle. <laughs> the manager yeah. is almost becoming a lost art. There's exactly. still a few that keep like like Heyman and thing, but the the manager was the the almost more of the focal point of the match a lot of times than the wrestling was in the ring. What was the manager going to do at some point in time? Either heel or face, you know, when there was two managers out in the were they going to fight on the outside? Was the face mm. manager going to stop the heel doing stuff? Like, what was going to happen mm. on the outside? The manager is almost like one of the most important arts in wrestling. I'm not going to say sports entertainment, but it just the, the the wrestling aspect of it could end up being one of the more important parts. And it's becoming a lost art. You yeah. can have anybody that gets out there and screams, but you got to still have the character. Like, is Bud Bellflower, are you Bud Bellflower? Or is it like you up to 11, like they like to say? I mean, Do it you- is certainly me up to 11. I People have complimented me on my character. I'm like, that's I really appreciate yeah. it, but it's just me. Like, it's just me. It's me, but angry. And yeah. that's just me. Do you after drinking whiskey all night? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, just, uh, getting the right mindset, and it's it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a character or anything. It's just, it's me being myself because I can't. Because yeah. in every other part of your life, you have to, you have to be a character. Like you, at, whenever you go to, um, whenever you go to work, you have to pretend to be someone so that you can, you know, get the paycheck at the end of the week. Blah blah blah. Status quo. Scratch my back. You scratch mine. And then you get to go to wrestling, where you can just actually air your opinions. You can tell somebody what a piece of shit they are, <laughs> and everyone I eats it up. I tell you get paid for it. Every week. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So I think it was you or Coastal that mentioned about the Paul Heyman. Uh, or uh, let me rephrase that. I'm sorry. Uh, they mentioned about how with the it's a lost art. The manager's a lost art, and which usually you know they're out in the ring and they're the focal point. Sometimes you have to worry about what they're doing. Paul Heyman's the opposite. When you're when he's man or advocating, I use those terms uh, interchangeably. Uh, but when he's out in the ring and he's being the manager or the advocate, whether it's Roman Reigns uh, or uh, Brock Lesnar. You actually don't have to worry about him, what he's going to do outside the ring. He never gets involved, if you've mm-hmm. noticed that. He, and he's, he is one of the most interesting managers of all time because he is so effective. And he's, he's like, he is an A-plus on the mic, and he gets his point across every single time. But you, he never gets involved in the match, ever. Yeah. Uh, and you, you hardly see that with any other managers. Uh, they always get involved some way, somehow. He does not. Yeah, I'm jealous of him, but that's what it is, is that he's got he's got the cream of the crop of what it is. What I found out whenever I first joined Rocky Mountain Pro is that most wrestlers don't want to be managed like it, it in their mind, in their ideal state of like when they vision, envision themselves with whatever title they've got on them, they don't have someone speaking for them. They are speaking for themselves. So the fact that Paul Heyman is able to get someone like Brock Lesnar to where he can just like, well, like this guy's got it. Like I don't need to, I don't need yeah. to do anything. But most managers, because they have to have the uh, the one, the ones that will take them, so to speak, the ones that will. I mean, hell, I had to go all the way to New Mexico to find my guys. I couldn't find anywhere. I couldn't find anyone in Rocky Mountain Pro because everybody wanted to be their own person. Yeah. But um, that I think that is why, and that it, I'm jealous of him. 
because he doesn't need to. That's that's an excellent thing for him to put across to the fans too. Is like, yeah, I'm a, like fat, out of shape dude that doesn't need to get involved. Like he's got it. He, it is 100% taken care of, and I have my full confidence. And that's what that's what works. Because then eventually, when he does the one time in a blue moon, then it's oh oh my god, right? Because yeah, he's I, got I, that he. He, he's he's had to be in the trenches before with other clients. He knows how to do it. He just doesn't have to. I mean, he, he, he made Curtis Axel look good back in 2013 when he was IC right? champion for a while. Like, yeah, it's just what I like about Paul Heyman right now is he's changed. When he was with Brock Lesnar, he was that very outspoken. He got right up in the front of Brock and he talked. At times right now, when he's talking to Jay Uso, he's like, okay, yeah, no, I'm, I'm still that guy. But when he goes to, he looks scared of Roman Reigns. And it enhances Roman Reigns' heel character by having Paul Heyman, who used to stand in front of Brock Lesnar and talk about how the world was whatever he wanted to be. Now he stands behind Roman and he is scared of Roman getting angry. And I think right. Paul Heyman in, just enhances Roman Reigns that much by doing that. Just by standing there and looking different than he did with Brock Lesnar. Well, yeah, right, because you can see from his perspective that, like, maybe Brock Lesnar was a 10, <laughs> Roman Reigns is a 12. Yeah. He may Dude, not do be it right now, but when he gets angry, I'm scared. <laughs> what do you see happening? Like that, and it's a great segue for that. You know, Paul Heyman, we know what he, what he is, obviously. And Roman Reigns, who is the top of his game right now, I feel, out of anyone, pretty much. What do you see the end result is or the end game for we'll call him, you know main event Jay Uso? You know I know what his role is right now, but where do you see that you know ultimately culminating to? I mean I think that it'll ultimately culminate with Roman Reigns being uh, shown as who he actually like being shown for the star that he actually is. Like they made him out to be a heel because they had to because the shutdowns and everything and they had to pipe in noise and they knew that it wouldn't like that fans would roll their eyes at like a full cheer for Roman because he's never had a full cheer. So you know what? Let's just make him a bad guy because that's how everybody would react anyway. And I think they're going to keep on with it. They're just going to keep putting on. They're going to build and build and keep putting it on until the world goes back to normal. And then someone can unseat Roman Reigns for, and it'll like wherever that is, it'll go bananas. That's what I think is going to happen. I don't think Jey Uso, as much as I would like to see him succeed, I think they're going to wait until Jimmy is back, and then he's going to have you know tag team success. Right? Do you feel Jimmy will join uh, you know the uh, the stable or anyone else join the stable? I think Tamina should join. Uh, you need to add another another character, another fem- maybe a, fe- a female perhaps to make it more dynamic. I feel. Yeah, and then I guess if we're going for the whole family, like it, it would have to be just yeah. their family. Um, I don't. I think they could make. I could turn. They could turn it into a whole thing. Especially, and they just might, especially because Jay was so like influenceable. He was malleable enough to be pulled under the wing of Heyman and Roman. I don't see why not. Like they, I, it'll just build on to what's already going on. I think so. It's the best thing going in WWE today. Yeah. Uh, you know, hands down. It, that's gold right there. It's a bit of platinum. You know? It prints money. It does. It really does. I, I also, think. like what the Hurt Business is doing. 
Oh yeah. God, it's so I, yeah. I yeah. like the whole concept of like, all right, well, we got a whole bunch of wrestlers that are good individually at different things. We'll put them together. It's like uh, the Four Horsemen meet meets the Nation of Domination. Yeah, let's put Farouk in a suit. Wicked. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Cedric Alexander. Farouk could be the JJ Dillon. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Cedric Alexander might break away because he's always he's already showing signs of just you know being like you know you know he's acting you know like he's better than everyone being a narcissist almost and just blaming people like I see, it's too early for that I feel but you could see that you could see it in his attitude and behavior could be that could just be a little fire he's trying to show that because he is the smallest like in stature mm-hmm. so maybe sure. he's just trying to show out I don't know yeah we'll, we'll but see. you. You brought up a good point earlier about how the pandemic has changed how the business is going. Um, but just from because you're on the inside of the business and you know the background and everything, just how much I know it changed a lot on the small scale with you guys. And I don't mean small scales in its size. Like I just mean from the big production that other companies put on and having to do that. Like how much has it changed character development and just things like you don't have live audiences to try new gimmicks out on, I guess. Like, just how much does it change everything in the business? It's always been like a live business. Yeah, I think the... So I was watching a lot of old basketball, like from the 80s, while I was also watching... Oh, yeah, because there was a time when there was just no wrestling. And then when, I think it was WrestleMania, that was the first event that had just no crowds. Um, What I noticed, because I've been watching all this old basketball and because they used to trash talk a whole lot better in old basketball than they do today. Oh, uh, yeah. I noticed. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I noticed with, in WrestleMania, the wrestlers that would still go act like there was a crowd out there. And then you could tell they, like, they brain farted and they would go to, like, pump up the crowd and then they're like uh, oh yeah there's none of you there so yeah, yeah. It, it, that was in and of itself that was kind of funny to see but what really stood out was the the wrestlers that would trash talk the ones that because there's no one there like, you might as well have something being picked up from the under the ring mic and the crowd mic and everything else and the wrestlers that would trash talk each other man those matches were great and like it was the, the Seth Rollins people that were Kevin able Owens to adapt. Yeah. From what I remember, yeah. that Seth Rollins kept that's that was the first match like of that WrestleMania that was like, dude, the trash talking and the shit talking that they do yeah. to each other is better exactly. almost than the match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then Kevin oh, Owens that, jumped off the sign and changed all that. But yeah. that was that <laughs> was awesome. To, you have to adapt to what like to a strange new card that has been dealt. But whenever you go and uh, well, what was also funny was whenever uh, whenever wrestlers would win their match and they would, you know, shout things into the crowd. It is funny to see, like, whenever there was no crowd, that the things they were shouting were total nonsense. Because <laughs> they were just so used to it being drowned out and it didn't need yeah. to make sense anyway. <laughs> I told you all these things and it happens. And... Yeah. Wait, no, no, we can hear you, Drew. Put the belt down. We can hear you. <laughs> exactly. We, we can hear you. That's that's I, what I Roman hope... did so well on SmackDown, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but the he, SmackDown two weeks ago in the cage match, and he did it with Jey Uso too back in uh, a couple pay per views ago. But the cage match this a couple SmackDowns ago really, he was just him talking to Kevin Owens made most like a lot of that match really good. It was just it's drama. It's what you want to see. Like you want to see this heel just talking the crap out of him and making you hate him more and more and more. 
Like I, I want to see somebody get heat like old school, like chic heat, like that heat, like because that's yeah. cool. Like that's I want to see some dude get that heat. Now. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I, the thing about oh man, I, I, what I want to do, it, what I want to do to, to talk about adapting and changing to your environment and whatnot. Since there is no crowd, the only crowd is the Twitch chat, essentially, or the, you know, right now chat or YouTube or whatever, you know, platform you're watching on. And in order to upset these people, like, if there's going to be a good guy, bad guy dynamic, like, you have to figure out ways to upset people. And the way to upset people on the Internet is very difficult because they are difficult to upset as well as if you go too far, then the terms of service gets on you. And it's just a yeah. whole big thing. So I really can't wait for crowds to come back. So that just the simple act. Thank you for the follow. Phenomenal three times. Greatly stains. appreciate you. Welcome we'll to the Death Drop Army. Like and you. welcome to the That's Death Drop Army. Jackass. It's hard to be a heel. Right We're now. currently exactly. talking yeah. with well, the manager of the Three Ring Circus over on Rocky Vader Mountain Pro Wrestling there you go. by <laughs> Bill Flowers. That's what I got to do then. <laughs> just say Vader around Triple I and he has an aneurysm. Okay. All right. Just have to have a pocket around. Oh, hey, we didn't we, talk about yeah. Harley Race as a manager, too. Harley Race was great. Yeah, we <laughs> might as well just get the Vader shit out of the fucking way now. Because <laughs> it's been run no, out twice done. already. I'm done. I'm done. Do you guys want to explain the Bud why Vader is very uh, sour in, in the channel right now? <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, I mean, Sunday, take um, it, please. I will stay out of this. Oh, Sunday. <laughs> I'll, I'll, You're going to stay out of it because it was your pick. <laughs> I'll, 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 You're right, because I'll defend it a certain way. Yeah, same here. Just to catch you up, bud, we, we did a series of, like, top 10s for a while, and then we ended up doing top 20 all-time male wrestlers. And somehow, some way, Vader ended next. up in our top 20. What we were doing is each one of us would nominate somebody for each position, 20, 19, 18. Then we'd have chat vote on it. Uh-huh. And whoever, Which was whoever a mistake. Chat voted on, whoever <laughs> chat voted on, would, you know, most would would get that spot. And somehow Vader was nominated for number seventeen, and was voted on by chat, made it in, and and uh, a lot of a couple of us don't agree that Vader's a top twenty wrestler. And uh, well, nobody disagreed until we got to the end of the top ten. I didn't agree at the moment. And there were, yeah. well, it didn't become such a catastrophe. Let's yeah. say. Until we got to the end of the top ten itself, and uh-huh. yeah, th- there were a couple wrestlers left off because of the nature of the way we did it, because yeah. it was up for vote, and you know there was always three go- or four nominees. Yeah, and so- we're going twenty to, to one. If we go one to twenty, you know, it goes a little differently as well. Goes a uh, lot differently. That would yeah. be uber different. Yeah. Uber different. And Vader won at number seventeen, and that was blamed for reasons why, like The Rock or Kurt Angle, the other people did not make the list because there might have been other people that were on the list that shouldn't have maybe been there. Yeah. But that all happened in the 20 to 11, not in the top 10. We had some maybe questionable picks, but picks that might have been safe for the bottom 10, you know, the 20 to 11 instead Uh of the top 10. Right. And shit spiraled out of control when Vader stayed at 17 and like Angle or Rock did not make the list. They were nominated, but they were never voted upon. So now anytime the V word is uttered on the show, there is explosion (laughs) everywhere. Okay, so I get that. And I mean, Kurt Angle and The Rock are very popular in their own right. But what 
What I love about wrestling is that I think every wrestler has a number one fan out there somewhere. Like there for for every wrestler that Agreed. you go, oh my god, who is that? Someone is a mega fan. Someone's a Baron Corbin fan, really? Yes. Or like, <laughs> when, I, when I was a child, I was well, the biggest bastard. Glacier fan in the world. Oh my god. <laughs> Because glaciers from he my had hometown. a cool ass entrance too. It wasn't bad. Oh yeah. yeah, it wasn't bad. It's crungy as fuck right now, but like when we look at it back in the day, it was cool. You're like, right, oh, yeah, and I was a child. I loved it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was I was a Colin Delaney fan, so I mean, yeah, we're all fans. <laughs> we you have know, a uh, <laughs> a comment in chat. Well, first we got a follow from Phenomenal three times or three X, whatever you want to call yourself. I already thanked him or her. Or it, who the fuck knows? Um, he also thanks for, asked, Y'all have wrestling belts with a question mark. And I pointed, I got two here. Marky's got one. Because uh, we are the, the dudes. dudes. Uh, <laughs> the dudes. And belts. Because there's belts. There's so many belts. We are the dudes and belts. Wrestling jackass. And C. Zillit <laughs> asked, Because uh, it is pisser to have a belt. That's a nice one. Shut up. Yeah, that's my I favorite. I don't have one. You need one. <laughs> yes, that's my favorite belt. Yeah. I, I told the wife, I go, if I don't get one by the time I turn 40, which is in five years, I go, for my 40th, get me a wrestling belt for when I turn 40. <laughs> I thought you already had one. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ. Cezela ass asked to why, bud. older than him. Or wants to know what, not 40, what the no. Three Ring cir- Circus is about. What the Three Ring Circus is about? Well, the Three Rings are the tag belts, the Rocky Mountain Pro Championship, and the Twitch Championship that I am going after. That's what the Three Rings stand for. And we are made up of the uh, Monster Nine. We are made up of Mr. Happy, the clown who is, I'm very sure, made out of Laffy Taffy and chewed up gumballs because he doesn't break. And uh, (laughs) the ravishing bearded lady who... uh, (laughs) Is a fantastic wrestler, but also has plenty of skills and charm, which I don't have. So, I mean, I think that that spreads out our our talents aggregately, and that's what we're about. We're about uh, chasing gold in whatever promotion we're in. And right now, I think that those three belts are the focus of our operations. Uh, I have a question to end the show at the very least. Uh, do you guys have any other questions? No questions. No, Sunday? this has been no. good banter. Yeah. <laughs> this has been wicked good banter. <clears throat> Triple I, do you have any more promos that you want to get off your chest? <laughs> Actually, I do have one question. For okay. But I do have one. So we obviously, you listen to us talk for three seconds, and we are not from where you're from. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he sounds like my brother-in-law from Milledgeville, so I'm e- I'm used oh to this. <laughs> Has there been any words or anything that's come out of our mouth that you've just been? What the fuck did he just say? No, I understand all of y'all, but you really right, do good. say wicked, like like they do in the movies. Like oh yeah, car, yeah. and you you do park your car. But you can't park it in Harvard yet. I used to work at Harvard. You, there's no yeah. cars in Harvard yet. Yeah, you can't park yet in Harvard. You cannot. Nope. The, 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 the New England this... accent is uh, is the most unique, I got to say, because, I mean, a uh, southern accent is just regular speech, but slow. 
<laughs> Y'all have a uh, like a total. No, <laughs> yeah, 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 there's a drawl in there. We could definitely hear it. I love conversations with people with other accents. I love the southern accent, and I love the eastern Canadian accent. It's just it's this weird amalgam of everything. Right, right. But I was just curious because I have literally had conversations with people, like I said, I run the lanes here, and there are people who have come in from out of town, not from Boston or anywhere around New England. And I talk for like five seconds, and people say, can you repeat half of what you said? I don't know what a <laughs> car is. You know, like, and... Well, and yeah, well, my, my cousin's, uh, you know, from, from up here, and she lives down in uh, uh, Smyrna, Georgia now, and, like, she's a teacher. Uh, and like her, her students are like, can you can you say that again? Like they, they just stop her and make her talk more. <laughs> yeah, whenever whenever I was a teacher for a brief stint, the I was in Maryland and the kids liked my voice because uh, the 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 DMV the Mid Atlantic is kind of a very neutral accent. Uh, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. I, yeah. I've heard it. I've been through the Mid-Atlantic many times going down to Florida and things. And it's, it is. It's the mixture of the Boston, New York with the, the Southern. Yeah. It's, all, it's all like the English accent that came over a long time ago. But just to hear it spread out in so many different ways. And then you try to have conversations with people that have hard accents from both sides. Right. People start looking at each other. Like I went to a Waffle mm-hmm. House. We were driving down to Florida to go visit some family. We stopped at a Waffle House in North Carolina. And I had to really make effort to enunciate when I was ordering breakfast. I had to ask the lady, first of all, what grits are. Never heard of them. Never had them. Didn't know what was going on. Oh, man. It it was a culture shock. The Waffle House was a culture shock. If you boys ain't never been there, when you go down south the line. Oh, yeah. yeah, Waffle House is a treasure. It is a little. I've I've been Waffle House. You can tell it's that little. It's that secret. It's that local place. It's just that thing. It's right, and you know it's going to be the cheapest food you can get, and it's going to be open at 4 a.m., and hey, maybe nope. two of the cooks fight. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> you might get a show. You might get the best breakfast you ever had. You might pass out in the bathroom. It's Waffle House. I mean, out. all three. <laughs> <laughs> that's like no, I that's hop the up other here breakfast at three in the morning. Yeah, Daddy's has a good breakfast place. <laughs> Phenomenal Denny's three times. You guys have wrestling. Denny's you answered your question already. We answered your questions already, but I completely understand how you feel about chat right now. Yeah. <laughs> we answered your question already. We got belts. We got plenty of belts. You even yeah, I mean, you it. can see the belts even. <laughs> you can use your eyes. My belt I bought a couple of years ago, so I just got married a couple of years ago, but I've been with my wife for almost 15 years now. Actually, almost 16. Jesus. Glad she wow. she's not watching. She's probably sleeping. Good job. Uh, <laughs> But back, we're both bowlers, and I met her. She was a professional bowler also, and we got together. We've been together a few years. I love wrestling, and I always told her that the belts were expensive, but if I ever won a tournament that I won more than a 1000 bucks at, there was no – she couldn't say anything. And there's really only <laughs> like two or three in a year that you could win that much money. Well, one year I did win one, and I won like 1100 bucks. And I looked right at her, and I was like, you, you can't say anything. And we didn't get a trophy for it. It was just money. So, <laughs> in a way, my United States title, it's also, it's not just the belt that I wanted, but it's like a trophy of the tournament. Right. <laughs> so, I, I got away with it. Like, a lot of guys would have a lot of trouble getting that through the wife, but yeah. I kind of talked it up and smoothed it. And, yeah, I'm sorry, bro. I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I, I, got I want lucky the white icy one. belt. That's the belt I want. Oh, I want the white icy like belt. Yeah. That's a nice one. And what's ironic? But yeah, dude, is that, we we got belts because having belts is awesome, phenomenal. It's awesome. What's ironic is I guarantee you they're. Actually, I'm assuming they're actually cheaper now because you know they're probably trying to make some business 
you know, uh, WWE, obviously, with the pandemic and everything. So they've been having sales been, like during the pay-per-views. They've been doing like an up to 50 percent off on a lot of their belt stuff. That's when I right. bought mine a, a, f- yeah. a few months ago. They they had a up to 50 percent off. This was like 80 dollars less than it would normally list at. So right. I like, did it with uh, my son's belt, too. I had the universal title up behind me last year, the uh, last week, the red one. We bought that for my son one night after a pay-per-view because he wouldn't shut the hell up about <laughs> wanting a belt and finally being able to get a cheap-ass belt. Finally. And my son's almost 12, so, like, it, it, here you go, son. Just shut up. Leave me alone. All right, fine. You got your own belt. What a belt. You got a belt now, kid. Shut up. I didn't get a belt until I was 30, fucking 6. <laughs> my son's 12, and he gets one. Uh, Triple I, you got any questions for Bud? No, I think that's it. It was, uh, you know, I, I was very, very interested in what you had to say. Very enlightening as well, and I uh, appreciate you coming on. Well, thanks. Yeah, I'm glad that y'all had me on. I'm uh, appreciative of all the interesting questions I was able to <laughs> unwind. We got one more. You got right, one cool. more, and I've saved this one to the end because I, I know you have a special. This question has a special place in your heart for this. Oh, boy. Who wins in a Rocky Mountain street fight? The Great Half or Bud Bellflower? Bud Bellflower, hands down. I mean, <laughs> he didn't even have to think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's not really much I can expound on that one. He's. Uh, I think the, the proof is in the pudding. I am... Uh, far more known on Twitch and everywhere else. And, I mean, yeah, he has a job. He, he does what he does on show days, but I think I won in the end because I'm the producer, <laughs> and he ain't. Facts. In case you guys didn't know, there's a thing on Rocky Mountain Pro. There's like a, was it a donation? That once you hit like a certain Oh, right, dono, yeah. Once we get to $500, it'll be a, a sanctioned match between myself and the allegedly great Hoff. Tax returns are coming in. Donate your money. Let's go. Bud's going, no, don't donate. Don't donate. You have a real match? Or it was going to be like a tuxedo match or something? No. That would be a real match. And if we had, if people, you know, donated a little more, they could make a stipulation and whatnot. But I don't know that people want to see that anymore because I've just kind of been bullying Hoff and, uh, Nobody likes them anymore, and they don't really want to see me get hurt, so they don't really want it to happen. <laughs> I, I think that's just the case. Uh, you, you guys got a good thing going on over there. It's awesome to see. And um, I'm, I'm actually happy you guys are uh, willing to uh, give us a hand on our charity stream a couple weeks ago. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we're always happy to help y'all because you're so supportive, and uh, whenever you do come in and watch us on Twitch, y'all are one of our favorite people to to raid i do know that too yeah <laughs> no we appreciate that. that absolutely yeah, appreciate much. that yeah you guys, you guys have been very essential in our growth as well and we we always try to give you guys a little bit more also just to keep you guys going because without you guys we probably wouldn't be you know where we are right now so i greatly appreciate all you guys over there at rocky mountain pro especially mercury yaden um yeah that guy's one of a kind. He yes. he 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 really is, honestly. And we got Mercury Yaden coming on in a couple of weeks to help us with the charity stream that we're doing. And um, yeah, I mean it, it's nothing but good things. And Bud, you're doing a hell of a job yourself. I I've been watching. Appreciate I've been I, I've been paying attention. Um, 
And my God, your your uh, rewind shows during the week fucking crack me up sometimes when you go when, when you go off on chat because <laughs> there are some really really stupid fucking people in chat. Yep, <laughs> they really so are. <laughs> We, see, we have a common denominator right there. We have a common denominator. We both have chats in which they are clueless and stupid sometimes, or if not all the time, except I refer to them as Brussels sprouts. That's all. You know, so absolutely. I'm glad we could bond over this. Yeah, I mean, they just, well, they're either really, really dumb or the smartest people in the world. That's just <laughs> the, No, they were just born that way, unfortunately. You know, God... <laughs> Yeah, they were. They, God gave them a handicap right at birth, unfortunately. So it's just how it is with them. Guess so. All right, guys. If you have nothing else for Bud Bellflower, we will let Bud Flower go. Thank you very Bud much. Bud Flower. Bud Flower. Bud Flower. Bud Flower. Oh, Bud I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry. Uh, I had a rough night tonight. I had a oh, rough Jesus. night. Oh, Jesus. Yep. Bud Bellflower, ladies and gentlemen. We thank him. It was a pleasure, bro. Thank you for coming on. No problem. I I can only leave off with one thing is just to be sure to check out the Aces Wild pay-per-view January 30th on Rocky Mountain Pro's Twitch. That's going to be the culmination of the Aces Wild tournament. And, I mean, that's that's all you got to know. Subscribers only, $5, cheap pay-per-views. That's all I got. Yeah. That's the best way to put it right there. Yeah. And if you want to plug in your, your weekly show, too, you're more than welcome to. Oh, well, right. Yeah, I did earlier, but the Rocky Mountain Rewind is also – that's a free show. That's every weekday at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So it would be 1 o'clock on the East Coast. Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, 10 Pacific, 1 Atlantic. The uh, We are in the, right in the middle of 2019, so that's been a lot of fun to be able to go all the way from 2010 – and just watch every single wrestling match on charge, and then I join, and then we're like in the point where we, we can play Where's Waldo with Bud Bellflower. <laughs> if you can find Bud nice. somewhere. One more question, really Bud. Fine. What's what's okay. going to happen once you run out of episodes? Uh, are you guys always going to always going to have continuous episodes going, or well, are you guys just going to start all the way back over from the beginning and then just? We haven't talked officially about it, but whenever we were, like a few months ago, whenever it was actually Mercury Aiden and I hosting together every day, uh, we just joked that we would start right back over. So I figure I'd just start right back over for all the people. Because there have been a lot of fans that jump on and are like, ooh, I'm so glad I caught on to this. What year are you at? I'm like, well, we're at 2016 or we're at 2018. They're like, oh, man. And I could sense the jealousy of them with other (laughs) chatters that are like, oh, yeah, well, Left Coast Gorilla's this and Dozer that and like all the – Oh, well, who are these people? So I think there is an interest of me just going back and starting over and just like, all right, well, we're back in 2010, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I just thought, I just realized something. You said start right back over. With your accent, I thought you said right back. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, right I'm a huge Goldberg fan. Oh, my God. <laughs> so therefore, now he likes right back. It's all transparent. Oh, oh God. I like to see him. Uh, I get it. I get it now. All right. All right, guys. We will let Bud Bellflower go. Oh, you got to write that time. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Bud. Greatly appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Coming by, dude. This was fun. Yeah, it was. You're more than welcome to come by any other time, too. Just let me know. You got my email. You want to hang out and have fun? 
I'll give you his thought. blood type too if you want it. God. <laughs> I'll politely decline that. <laughs> that's, that's we are in the middle of a pandemic, nice. yes. Triple I. Yes. Oh, no way. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, Thanks. Of, uh, all right, Thanks. you know I'm gonna get myself in trouble. So Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Take right, care, bud. bud. Thanks, bud. Thank you, bud. Thank you. All right, guys, that was Bud Bellflower. That was a very great interview, dude. Very good yeah. interview. You good dude. Tell, good dude. He's definitely good at being a a, a, a manager with how his personality is. Absolutely. He can, he can turn on charm, and he can kind of turn on like the like not not being angry, but being like you know sharp. You. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he's a car salesman, and they make the best managers. I agree. <laughs> so save you. That's what he does. Yeah. Triple I, man. Oh, I I forgot about that. So yeah, there you go. Triple I. I mean, hold, you scared the flying fuck out of me again for the second interview in a row, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. I like the MJF scar. I like that. I do too. That oh, was different. Yeah. Gotta be different here and there. I thought I thought that you were gonna do what you almost did with Mercury Yaden with the Ron Simmons comment. Ron? <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was... Talk yourself into a 35-foot hole. Yeah. Well, no, you got out of it. That, was, that wasn't bad. <laughs> Sunday, you seem you seem confused. I don't remember a Ron Simmons comment, but whatever. No, no, no. No, the... It was Richard Simmons. Richard well, Simmons. Richard Simmons. Simmons. I'm sorry. <laughs> I told you guys. Oh my. I've I've had a very I was gonna say, Ron rough Simmons night. Damn. Yeah. No, no. I um, it, like it, 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 like I was struggling. Like like Johnny, you and I talked Wednesday earlier this week, and I'm like, all right, let me do my research. Let me try something, and then I I didn't plan on cutting a promo at all on it on him, and then I'm researching him, and I, it was a little difficult to find, like we like we all talked about, yeah. and then I'm like, huh. I'll do the I'll I'll promo I'll cut a promo on that right there, so you know so that's that's what I did, and you know good bad or indifferent it sucked it didn't suck whatever you want you know for me personally no professional training at all I at least had the balls and the courage to do it you know for oh, someone yes, who is doing business yeah you know? oh you do so you know and there's not the drizzling shit you do a good job yeah oh thanks and then Bud Bell, Bud Bellflower. God, that's a tongue twister for me right now. <laughs> Bud Bellflower shut you up though, <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> the, yeah, the, I, I, the, the BBF all of a sudden turns to the BBB. <laughs> that was yeah, good. That I was felt, sick. Those business cards were sick. Yeah, they yeah. really are. I felt like I had a good retort somewhat when I said, "Well, you have a hundred business cards because if you handed any of them out, because no one's interested." So I thought it was somewhat of a good retort, you know, uh, right away. But yeah, he I mean, he he he's professionally trained in this. I mean, yeah, of course mm-hmm. he's good, you know. So I thought personally, I handled you know I handled my own for the most part. All right. Um, what was I going to say? I just lost my train of thought. What the fuck's going on, chat? What the fuck's going on, dudes? I'm fucking. I'm losing my mind over here. Um, fuck. No, good interview. I mean, he, he's yeah. young. No, he's got I know. Big it's... future in the business. His his I, his character is perfect for that for kind him, of yeah. manager. I was very serious when I said that the good heel manager is a lost art. There's a yeah. few guys who are hanging on to it, you know, like Heyman. 
But that idea, because we grew up in one of the best eras of managers, I firmly believe, the 80s and the 90s. And it was such an integral part. It was such an integral part of the the match itself, the whole program, not just an individual match, but that, you know, some of the same people manage multiple people and they had the same character with all of their different clients, you know, and it made it work with each individual person. Having somebody that went into it going, you know what, I can be a great manager instead of just well, try this. That, that's yeah. that's clutch. That's something you put your whole into. Well, he, like he knows everything. He, into. he seems like he knows that he couldn't be a wrestler, mm-hmm. but he wanted to be in the business. So what can I do? Well, I'm a skinny mouthpiece. Oh, I know. Right. <laughs> like I, I can be a Jim Cornette. You know? Yeah. I'm See, that's how I think about it. Too. I'm, I'm a small fiery. guy. Yeah. You know, you think about it and you're like, I'm never going to be able to get in the ropes and hang. Even if an opportunity ever presented, you start thinking about, you know, refereeing or behind the scenes in or you know even being a manager and the fact that he got to do that that's living a dream right there that's pretty pissing that is very very pissing and you you and i can be tag champs mark we'll be team hell no kind of style i'll be the big guy you be the little guy (laughs) that works underlining combo Yeah. On a side note, does he actually look like Paul Bay a little bit? Yoga version? I, I didn't. I've never even seen a picture of him, and I looked at him like, oh, yeah, came to my mind right away. A little bit. <laughs> it's, it's. I got a very nice English vibe from him. Yeah, the I bow tie can see that. and like the the little pencil mustache and the vaudevillian type thing. Like that's what I kind of got. Yeah. Like he definitely is a three ring circus guy. Like I get the he could put the top hat on and the cane and be ringmaster and yeah he, he, like I said carnival yeah. barker kind of yeah exactly come see my show yeah that kind of guy next week's show is oh, the charity ahead. stream right no no, no oh. two weeks is the charity two stream. weeks is the charity stream next week back on Monday Night Wars topic do we have any ideas we should have a topic yeah. 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 Do we have an idea for a topic for next week? For everybody in chat to know ahead of time. We had the NWO. Then we went to DX. Then The Rock. Well, we know Austin McMahon is probably near the end. Yeah. You want to do Sting? Right. Oh. Sting's role. Do you want to do Sting and Taker at the same time? Uh, That's a lot. Is that a lot? They each deserve their own show. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Like Sting from because when you're talking the war, Sting started at you know have surface surface Sting at the beginning of the wars, and then he was in the middle of it had a whole year without having a match, (laughs) and 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 then was obviously Crow Sting. So I I think Sting himself can be uh, can be a whole. Whole show. Yeah. Mike's Mike's detailing top ten funniest triple I moments. He's not. Well, like we can, we can do a show on that too. <laughs> God. So most of the funny moments are like he's not intentionally being funny. He's just an idiot and he does stupid things. <laughs> That's why he's stupid. And triple I is all 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 three eyes stand for idiot. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> no comment from the people. You're gonna let him get away with one. that? <laughs> I expected some fucking fireworks here. You gonna let him get away with that? This this idiot is gonna help carry his ass to winning the outrun the beer bowling tournament next Sunday. So <laughs> yeah, 
This is true. <laughs> exactly. So enjoy your words for now. Enjoy them. Speaking of good promos, did you guys see the promo that Minus One cut on Marco Stunt? I did. On oh, I saw that. It was yes, so I did. good. That kid is. That kid's gonna be good. He really is, and I'm glad for him. He loves the business, and it's what a great he, way for him to remember his dad. So what AEW has done for his family, oh, it's beyond yes. an A plus. It's phenomenal. Excuse me. Like God. Uh, I mean, I guess Tony, you're excused. I, I guess Tony Khan paid for everything in the funeral arrangements and all that. He I paid everything, it. and I guess Jericho is like paid off most of their house. It was Jericho and somebody else had yeah. like chipped in. And then, then we know about like the couple people on on uh, Foley, CM Punk, Punk on Pro Wrestling Tees. All the all their yep. proceeds okay. don't gonna go towards the family for for a month. Like all that stuff. The, I mean, the 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 pro wrestling community is a pretty tight knit community. These guys have all worked, whether they worked in the same major company, but they all at the same time. But they all worked in whether it was yeah. ROH or, or or Combat Zone CZW, or Evolve or. Yeah. or or you know, did some New Japan, whatever it was. They all work together at, and against each other at at some point. So they all know each other, and uh, you know, they they, they they stick together. Did you when, guys when did you read that the promo Heyman cut with Apollo Cruz on Talking Smack this week? Yeah, it was very much like the one he cut with Big E a few weeks ago. It was it was just kind of saying like, are you here to make money or are you here to make friends? Was basically the, the idea behind I it. I could see Apollo Crews being a Paul Heyman guy. Yeah. I see Apollo Apollo's Crews not... being a heart business type of guy. Uh, yes, yes. A thousand times yes. Oh, you, you speak heart business. Uh, I've had I've had last year's Royal Rumble on and in the background, and Shelton Benjamin's coming out to join Brock Lesnar. That was great. <laughs> oh, oh well, 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 that lasts all of, what, a couple minutes? <laughs> Le- like Lesner, if he gets Lesner, the big hug from Heyman. Yeah. <laughs> and then Lesnar dancing when Keith Lee comes out and everything. No, he was dancing. No, that was MVP. MVP. Yeah. And when Lesnar looks at Paul Heyman when Keith Lee comes out and goes, who the fuck's this guy? You can say what you want about Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar can be extremely entertaining, and he knows when he needs to do it. Brock party, Brock Lesnar is the oh, Brock. Lesner. Yeah, sure. The Brock With box, the that box. Was oh yeah, hilarious. <laughs> that was great. Even Marky liked it, and he hates Brock Lesnar. That, <laughs> that was good. That was good. I thought the Royal Rumble at the time when it was happening, when he was the first half of the Royal Rumble, I hated every bit of it. I went home and I slept on it, and I realized how good it actually was. Yeah. It, 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 I just hate Brock Lesnar. I just don't like the character of Brock Lesnar. It is what it is. But that first half of that Royal Rumble was fucking awesome especially how it's set up into a second half of like a regular you still made brock look like a fucking brick wall that could never be taken down and it set up wrestlemania so perfectly with him and him and drew it really did yeah and then the second half we got a legit royal rumble and then holy shit edge came back and blew everybody's faces off and it was it was one of the best royal rumbles it was it was really Really and good. Brock only eliminated two guys that, in your mind, going into it, you thought could win the Rumble. That was Keith Lee and Braun Strowman. You know, you go last year you wouldn't. And have they came it. out in a row. Yeah, they came out one yeah. after and Keith Lee first, and then Strowman came out. Because because last year you wouldn't have thought guys like Shinsuke or Biggie or guys, uh, guys like that or Kofi would have would have won the Rumble, even though like maybe Kofi should have been thought of at that at that point, but. Uh, 
and and Biggie is thought of that now, uh, and maybe Shinsuke is too. Uh, yeah, Shinsuke has come up I to be think... a, uh, a little bit of a upper mid card possible title push contender after that well, performance. Like, yeah, and I like I was saying, and when we were messaging each other earlier this week, I think there's a couple reasons. One, he's deserved it. And let's not forget Shinsuke Nakamura semi-main evented at WrestleMania a couple years ago with AJ yep. Styles. Yeah. Um, but I think your final four this year is Biggie, Nakamura, um, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, and Jey Uso. I think that's your final four. And I think Jay's there just simply, are they going to set up Jay and Roman for WrestleMania? We know they're not. Because but they want to sell that. Right. And I think the Nakamura push is coming from, and this is what I said earlier in the week, his contract's up, I think, in either July or August. Vince knows now he's very, very popular. And if he loses him to AEW or New Japan, and New Japan has a TV contract in the States coming up in a couple, like they're going to announce it in a few weeks, he's going to lose viewership. So he's going to give these guys with contracts coming up that are big draws pushes just to keep them. Uh, this is a tough one, though. I think if 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 this is the case, uh, it's the Rock. Got to sink and feel it. If this is the case, and New Japan is coming over to the states via TV deal, obviously not physically coming. Although they might do right. a couple shows here or there across the pond. Usually do one, yeah. Well, they, they started. They, they made that U.S. title and tried to make it sound like they were coming over here, and then they kind of stalled out, and then the pandemic hit. That was the pandemic. So yeah. if if this is going to be a thing, and you're going to see New Japan on TV for us, somewhat normal time, WWE is going to be in fucking trouble. Good. I mean, you can say yep. that 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 they're not because they of how big they are. But I mean, <clears throat> if you add up uh, all the other wrestling shows viewership, it doesn't reach. WWE's if you add them all together. Yeah, but here's the thing. No, here's the thing. He will start to be because Okada's even said this. Okada wants to do cross promotion. He wants everybody to work with everybody. And we know the feelings of Vince on that. I think if that happens and you start seeing Okada on AEW and then you start seeing him on New Japan, the like, and this gets back to normal, hopefully the world gets out of this COVID shit it's in. And we can get back to guys traveling and working if Vince doesn't either A, retire and let Triple H have the reins, or he does not embrace sharing of talent. It's not going to work. It's not the way it's going to happen now. He can have his network. The network is great. But eventually he's going to have to get on Twitch. Like Marky was saying earlier, he's going to have to put stuff out there for people to watch because people are going to stop watching cable. USA, people are going to stop watching it. It's much the same as the, the trends already kind of started. Cell phones. It's, yeah. It's just a technology that gets replaced by a new cable TV's technology. Dying. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah but it's it still is. streaming services. People, people still want, are still going to watch sports. People are still going to watch. Well, that's like, what's going to replace it. It's going to replace it. It will. Yeah. But yeah. You, you watch TNT and USA on, on YouTube TV or, or whatever other, uh, Spectre or whatever the hell they Spectrum? the other streaming 
yeah, uh, you know, streaming spectrum cable or yeah, Kubo or <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hulu or yeah. So you, you're still gonna watch it live. You, I mean, live TV is still gonna be a thing. So it, whether whether you get it through an actual cable coming into your house or through your internet, it's still gonna act. But by that time, you're, you're just receiving about... it differently. But right, by but that it, time, it, it becomes more mainstream. You're going to be talking about a different generation of kids that grew up. And are their tastes going to be the same as WWE's? Did they grow up watching maybe when their dad or mom were watching it? And they're like, I don't really like this too much. And then they find another promotion, Rocky Mountain, if they get bigger on Twitch. And then you got you got your AEWs and you have all your other companies that are going to stop pushing forward with this. You know, maybe now. If you look at the numbers now compared to how things are, does, they, does WWE have anything to worry about at the moment? No, they don't. They really don't. In 10 to 20 years, will they if things keep going? I, I don't think it's going to be as smooth as they think it's going to be. Maybe not even 10 to 20, 5 to 10. But, but, but you're talking 5 to 10 or 10 to 20 or whatever based yeah. on what they're doing now, like, like the WWE never evolves. You know what I mean? The WWE But evolves. it doesn't always evolve for the better. We're looking at right. that. Uh, well, not, you, no, no. But what I'm saying is, like the network, the network is a way it evolved seven, eight, seven, eight years ago. Now, you know, it, 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 it they're on the forefront at the you suffrage know. of creators. Things he, he, changed within the company. Yes, they reached more media outlets, but at the same time, that was also kind. And if you could sit here and argue that the the the, the product was fantastic and awesome in 2015, about the, are we talking? Are we talking about the product? Or are we talking about the company evolving? We're know, talking. We're, we're, we're all the over same the place. Thing. About the how they product get, is involved. The product is the company. Evolving. No, but I, it is. The product is the company. If, you, if, you, if you're worried about product, they're never going to lose viewership over product. They're, they're never going to like lose to New Japan because in this country, people want people that speak English. You know what I mean? Not always. The product just isn't yeah. as far-reaching as WWE is to us here in the states. It's, you just talked about how everything's on on stream and on the internet. You you can on see on the way I, of getting I, there. Yes, no, I I could watch every new Japan new, new Japan show I want, sitting where I am right now, looking at the screen I'm looking at right now. Mm-hmm. That I'm talking. Is it to advertised through. anywhere near as much as WWE's That's situation is advertised? If, if you go fan, on, if you're a wrestling fan, you have the internet. You can it, find it. It does matter. Advertising is everything in this digital world nowadays. It's everything. Go and, on a website. There's more ads than content. If you're a wrestling fan that's going to want to watch a show that you don't understand a word that's being spoken, you know what I mean? He, like, I need to know where to find it. Thank let God me, for Kelly Kelly. Well, just, <laughs> just, just let me interject a, a little bit of insider information from when I worked in the internet business. Here's the thing. The net neutrality shit is going to end, and it's bad, because now cable mm-hmm. companies are going to be able to charge you for whatever they want. Cable is going to go to a la carte, and here's what, and this is where I bring in my talent sharing, and all that. You're going to have streaming platforms. You're going to have the WWE Network, and if people start banding together, you're going to have a Pro Wrestling Now Network, and it's going to have Ring of Honor, New Japan, AEW, TNA, AAA. All these companies are going to make one streaming platform that you're going to pay 15 bucks a month for, or, or you could pay $10 a month to watch the stale old WWE shit you've seen forever. Do you want to watch six companies, or do you want to watch one company? So if those six companies are getting a total of 15 bucks a piece, they're not going to be able to pay the top wrestlers. What WWE is going to be able to pay them, WWE will still have a lot of the top wrestlers and have a lot of the top performers that people still want to watch, and they'll still win. They have for a the money. It's not that way anymore, Carrot. The other six combined don't have the money 
to to to, to, to fight it. They just don't. I, I, I disagree because you're, you're stuck back in the days where WWE was the only place that you could work and make a living in wrestling. It's I'm not, not true anymore. It's, it's money. You're, 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 no, exactly. You're talking about, like, you can go over here and you can work for six companies and get six different sets of eyes on you from people who watch. Or you could work for Vince McMahon and you could be, you could be Jay White coming over and you're going to get – buried having matches against our truth the 24 7 oh, we don't know that because we don't he know doesn't that. like you because you came from another company yeah We've just like aj happen. styles that came from another company and he just done. like nakamura cesaro who won Royal rumble and went to went to our, wrestlemania that nakamura and that then guy. got the uh, shots uh, gimmick where he kicked people in the dick for six months. Yeah, was that entertaining? It's also yeah. very hard for guys like Shinsuke, and I mean, thankfully, Oscar has had the push that she's had right now. But a lot of WWE's problem with those kind of talents is the language barrier. And since it's it's the WWE is originated from America, I know they're they're broadcasting out to hundreds of countries by now, but. WWE has a language barrier issue, I guess, when it comes to their promos because WWE is, yeah, it's wrestling, but they're they're it's sports entertainment. That, they also it's, refuse to subtitle. They, they are all for which okay. It's hard to subtitle. I agree with that, but their their, their main focus is is storylines. Their main focus is telling stories, sports entertainment, stuff like that. Yes, there is wrestling. Yes, there is good wrestling. Unfortunately, for some of the good talent, which we know, us Marks, that we know. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> no, no, no. Us, us, Mark us, us, smart Marks in wrestling, we watch guys like, you know, Okada, guys like uh, Shinsuke from back in the day, guys like Nato. Uh, guys like Pentagon and Phoenix down there and and AAA. And, like, we know these guys. We know that they're global superstars. WWE just has a different brand over any other wrestling organization that there is. I can see why Sunday is so confident in WWE still staying on top because they're a different kind of wrestling. They're a different breed compared to all the other organizations out there. Not you, saying that the other organizations don't have storylines or like stories, but WWE has always had that, that aura around them that they are the sports entertainment organization in the world. Well, look at, look at it this way. You go to any random person in this country and, to mention pro wrestling to them and they go oh that wwf stuff or that wwe stuff they think pro wrestling that's what they think because it's by far the the dominant wrestling organization like i said aew gets six or seven hundred thousand viewers a week on their show when wwe gets two million it's not close and it's not going to be close shows. for a long, long no, no. For one, for Monday Night Raw, they get two million, and AEW for their big show gets seven hundred thousand. They're three times as much. It's going to be a long, long, long time to, for them to even come anywhere close to being even, anywhere close. 
And the and and the WWE ha- like I said, has the financial backing, the structure of of the mm-hmm. globe. You know that they, they, they've they're setting up. They're going to be setting up shop in 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 India, where there's a billion people that that they can just go fucking oh. triple. <laughs> you know. Well, oh, this yeah. shit hasn't. We haven't done this shit here in India. Let's do it over here. Meanwhile, the yeah. American audience dwindles. The the, the American it's audience. Another is, product I won't watch from them. I'm not talking about the product. I'm not talking about the Indian product. I'm talking about they're now going to have people in India with their eyes on WWE. That's a billion people worth of money coming in. That's why Jinder Mahal saw as a job. Yeah, and 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 that's. But here's the thing: you're going to put that product in India. Now you have to fly your big talent to no, India to no, appear no. on that product, no, and that takes away from them being. In, okay, you go don't. ahead. Go ahead. There'll talk. be a mix. There'll no, be a mix. No, of, they, of they're local. just. Put, they're putting their feet out there just to like it's like the nxt uk stuff you know what i mean are they flying big talent over to uk to do no yes yes who name them oh i'm sorry did cesaro not have a match at one of the nxt match finn balor finn balor worked over there too and it's walter 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 is nxt uk he's on their brand that's he's that's the brand he's on so he, okay, he's not P. flying over there. That's where he is. Mountain. Yeah, the, 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 some of those guys go over here and there. Noam Dar. Noam, Noam Dar, did, he still exists? Dude, have you watched Noam Dar wrestle? Don't tell me you're a yeah. wrestling fan if you don't think that man's talented. I, I know he's talented. I'm just saying, like, you're talking about big stars. He's not a big star. He's a good wrestler. Okay, he's I'm sorry. Star. He's not Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm sorry. He didn't fit the Sunday mold. I apologize. <laughs> you tell me you're tenderest the big stars, and I'll bow <laughs> down and kiss your ass. You're talking Noam Dar is a big star in the WWE? If you think that, then I, I really am get second-guessing your, your expertise in wrestling. If you think Noam Dar is a big WWE star. I think he's a good talent. He's not a big star, but he's talent. a good talent. So the two di- but talent and star are two different things, though. They're yeah. two different things. I mean, that's right. That's right. You are well. Never mind, Triple I. I can't go with either of those with you. Sunday. Oh, okay. Star. Okay. Um, I'm just my my, my I, I I understand. You're like my wife. I'm not, no matter how much I talk, I'm never going to change your mind. So you win. You're right. Go ahead. Trip, WWE lives forever, brother. They have been for. <laughs> as long as we get this and this. And this, at the end, everybody wins. No, and I'm, we're going to get Goldberg, I'm, and we're going to get probably with, Ultimo Dragon will come back when he's 75, oh, and Vince please, will march please, down to the please, ring please, and blow please. both his quads out. And, oh, we get to watch the same and, shit and you know what? every 15 you know what? years. Wrestling in the world, but... Uh, but WWE is popular for a reason. They know how to reach fans. They know how to, how to connect with an audience. New. It, 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 might, it, might be, it might be you that they're trying to connect with. They're not trying to connect with you or me or you or you or you. That's not who their goal is, but they're good at connecting with who their goal is. That's why they sell a lot of T-shirts. That's why that's they why sell. That's why numbers are in the that's toilet why we're gonna have get, been steady you, decline That's why we're going to get Cardi B at WrestleMania. Aside the, from COVID. But, but look look at their ratings compared to other shows similar to them. They're, the, because the number they of, are the establishment. You're right. Oh, they are the absolute establishment. I'm talking about any like live sports type shows. They're right with everybody. Just how they always have been. It's just all viewership has gone down. Because like you said, people 
digest it differently so it's not being watched the same way so and the it's num- not reaching that new audience that they're trying to reach because numbers but, are still going down they've plateaued like but, they kind of aren't going down as far yeah. They're going down with everybody. They're staying e- staying exactly where they were 10 years ago. Bullshit. You know, <laughs> the market, yeah, no. Everything else is have too. I'm saying if you look at the everybody's numbers, things they go up against, Monday night football, all this stuff, their numbers stay kind of like right where they right where they are. They're getting a similar percentage of the audience. They're not getting the same amount of viewers, but a similar percentage of the audience because the audience digest and consumes the television and media differently now. Right. So the so culture like, is changing, even in the world rate, of professor. Ratings aren't talking. The, let it finish talking. Ratings aren't the end all be all. People watch on their on their phones, people watch on their, their laptops, people watch on their tablets, they watch weeks later. They might not even watch. They might go on the dirt sheet, find out the results, they check out the YouTube clips. It's very, very, very different. WWE probably makes more money from YouTube from their YouTube channel than oh, AEW get, gets from their television contract. I would guarantee you that. I wouldn't doubt that. I wouldn't doubt that at all. With, uh, WWE's pushing I, I wouldn't either because, yeah, because AEW pays their talent and WWE just releases them when they think they're going to lose money. AEW doesn't pay anybody. I just, AEW I doesn't feel like pay anybody. So, no one at, so everyone at AEW works for free Sunday. Explain this to me. Worked for them for like four or five years with barely being on TV, and he was getting paid probably six figures to barely work. But yeah, oh. they don't pay their talent. Zack Ryder. Uh, no, I. You said AEW doesn't pay their talent. I didn't say they don't pay their talent. When did I say AEW doesn't pay their talent? I said AEW can't like. I can't remember. I'm sorry. You've 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 talked me into such a confusion point at this point by going round and round with your constant rim job of Vince McMahon's product that I'm confused. Oh, rim job. I, I, I'm saying how great of a product it is. You you you're not listening, obviously. You don't listen. Oh, no, I it's am. Fun. I've heard I've heard say, you stomp your feet, make your point six times about how media is consumed differently. What did, what did I say was so great about that product? Name name one one part where I said that product was so great. You said they had superstars, so they must have a superstar product. No, that's that's they have superstars. Yes, they have stars that that sell a lot of T-shirts and and things like that. Yep, they do that. Water. So you're telling me, you're telling me, but that doesn't the mean future, that future. Uh, the future of pro wrestling is whatever WWE is going to come out with in ten years. I'm just no. I'm saying WWE is going to be on top. I didn't say the future of pro wrestling. I say WWE is still going to be the biggest promotion in the world 10, 10 20 years from now. That's what I'm okay. saying. Okay, so uh, the other four of you, let me ask this question. If somebody is on top in the business and they are the most successful company in that business, would you not say that that is the future of said business? Don't the people on the top make the future? So Usually they mold the path for those behind them to kind of follow and do it in their own way, but they're the trendsetters. Okay, thank you. I feel like there's a shift in the culture of like wrestling nowadays because we do have a, other products out there they are much the, more accessible like 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 new like okay like coastal said you're starting to see <laughs> the new formation of territories yeah slowly but surely you're getting near south eastern i mean i know wwe is in florida right now and they're only there because 
that's where most of the talent lives and Vince can get a stadium that he can have his stuff in. But like that area is going to be your AEW, your TNA, that area. Vince will have probably the Northeast into like Chicago, I would assume, somewhere into there and that. And hopefully the Midwest is Rocky Mountain and people OVW. like that. OVW. Like though and then out west, I hope you get, you know, You'll, I hope you get more lucha, get lucha New out Japan there and, and AAA. Yeah, out there, and I mean, I think that would be great. But the only way that that's going to work is the way it worked way back in the day when you have talent sharing. And that's what I really like about AEW right now is seeing Thunder Rosa come on and Serena Deeb and these NWA guys and seeing the, you know, I I want to really like the TNA crossover right now. But I'm just sick of seeing ex-WWE guys beat on ex-WWE guys. I like it when they, like, I liked Omega Moxley because it was different. I've seen the Good Brothers beat up Dean Ambrose before. Now, throwing the Bucks in is great. I like that. It's going to make it different. But I'm just like, the, the all the champions they've had, Jericho, Moxley, we finally get to Omega. We finally got to a non-WWE guy to hold this belt. And I like what they're doing with it, but I just want to see him take on. Like, I like the Ray Phoenix match. That was really good. Oh, I'm just afraid. Yeah, oh, it was so good. good. I'm just I, I'm just worried they're going to have, they're, they're going to change it to let's, you know, have him work with the other. Like, I want to see him work with people who aren't, I want to see him elevate people through that title. That's what I'm trying to get to. I want to see him, like, he elevated Ray Phoenix. You thought for a while Ray Phoenix could have won that AEW belt. We knew he wasn't, but we're different. But if you're an everyday watcher, you thought, holy shit, they might have a title change. And it's just, I, I go ahead to finish off. Sorry. No, I, I just like, I, to get back to everything. I just, I would like to see the business elevate people through the business. And I'm just sick of seeing, I, I guess I have a foul taste of Bull Goldberg in my mouth for Monday. I'm just sick of seeing the same people I've seen forever. I can agree with that. I can agree with the Goldberg thing. I, I, I agree. I get why from a business point, I get why they're doing it. But from a right. fan point of view, I'm sick of it. Um, so I, I get you. So let yeah. me let me ask this one question. And, and then we can go to bed. That's yeah. getting there, Triple I. Thank you. Sorry, I appreciate rambled Appreciate you doing my I'm job sorry. for me. No problem. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm, going, I'm leaving at midnight. I'm going to bed. Will you shut the fuck the best. up? Just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, Make sure you have I, your virtual hugs. <laughs> I, 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 I want to say I want to say a little say one little clip before we before we're, we're getting off to is I right now 100 percent believe AEW is a better product than WWE. I, mm-hmm. I, I it's hard to even argue other than a couple parts of WWE like we talked about the the hurt business and and the, the, the women's division line. but that's changing yeah. quickly yeah. But they, I mean, there's still a long ways to go to catch up to the WWE's women's division. Uh, but overall, like just storylines and in-ring in-ring product, AEW is better. But my my whole point of my whole argument is because it's like the New York Yankees. It's the, because of the money they have, they're always going to be there. They're all the WWE is always going to be the guys because they they just have the mega organization built covering the whole globe that they can just go. You know what? These uh, these guys are are uh, doing well. Well, I'm just gonna pay. You know, they get a they get one of their top talents is gonna be a free agent. I'm just gonna pay him huge money, 
and he's going to come here. And you guys can that, all hate that's... Vince right now, but it was Vince McMahon that made WWE very much global and even more global now mm-hmm. than it was back then. Now, let me ask this oh. question before yep. we get off, because mm-hmm. um, it is going to retain to that, and hopefully it will end the YouTube video that Coastal Crusade is going to make out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I got about an hour's worth of ta- uh, half hour. I got to cut down. So. <laughs> so, so let me end this right now. Due to obviously the rumor of New Japan, the little, the small formation of like the the New Age territory system almost in the in the sport, it was not sports entertainment in the wrestling industry. Do you think? Now, do you think we'll say we'll go out of the box? We'll say forty years, forty years from now. I'll be dead. No shit. That's why <laughs> it's out of the box. I hope I'll be alive. <laughs> WWE. Do you think WWE is still your number one contender? Contender in forty years, the top, the top of the mountain, still, with everything changing, with between social media. Cable dying, streaming services, you know, starting to take rampant across all smart TVs and iPhones and, you know, all, you know, mobile devices and the whole nine yards. You can watch wrestling anywhere you go. Do you think these new smaller companies, I wouldn't say get together, but do you see one of these companies possibly actually like legit competing and possibly overthrowing WWE? Well, you got to look at it this way. 40 years from now, WWE will probably be owned by either Disney or Fox. Yeah, and Vince... A fair assessment right there. Be around. Yeah, Vince, Vince is Linda dead will... by then, so that's what I'm saying. We think... WWE will probably be owned by... <laughs> 40 years from now, he'll be dead. Uh... <laughs> With enough money, anything is possible. Shane and Stephanie will be in their 80s. Do you think WWE <laughs> will, will, will so, go to Disney or Fox? No, they yeah, Vince, yep. see, here's what I think is going to happen. That Vince is going to, without thinking about it, because he's just set in his ways, he's going to start to run this company into the ground. Over the next three or four or five years, it's going to get closer. It's going to get closer. It's going to get closer. And he, one of two things is going to happen. It determines the this way WWE is going to go. He's either going to give the company to Stephanie and Triple H, and Shane is like a consultant, and it will continue, and it will be a good product. Or he's going to get nervous. He's going to want to make money. He's going to sell it to Disney, and it will be the end of professional wrestling in that aspect, as we know. Because Disney does no business running a professional. They've already offered to buy it for, like, stupid money. Yeah. I, I think it eventually goes to, to Disney or Fox. and it, But it's still going to be run like this. They're still Like, obviously, they'll have a big boss that that that's in control and everything. But, I mean, it's no different than... Tony Khan owning, you know, running a wrestling organization when he's never run a wrestling organization before, and we think he's doing a decent job for what he's doing. So I mean, they'll find the right guy to the, the right TV. They'll have the right TV people, the right you know production people to to put on the right type of product, and and I would imagine that they would keep guys like if keep I like had to pick, like I would hope it goes to Fox or, or, or Triple H. Yeah. In, in, uh, there's a saying when you're in charge of whatever business you you are you're in charge of, you want to hire people who are smarter than you because they know you know they know what mm-hmm. they're doing. They yeah. make the right decisions and they make you look good. 
But no one's smarter than Vince, though. That's the problem. But AEW, Tony Khan has hired all the EVPs and people like that, and they have no writers. So that's where Tony Khan, who has never been involved in wrestling to begin with, but he's smart because he's hired people who are in the wrestling business. He still calls all the shots. He still produces the show. He's still Vince McMahon and Gorilla. Like, he still does all that. Here's Here's my thing from you talking about how uh, Sunday, how you were talking about the product and how you know he runs it, and you have your big wigs and everything. Here's the difference: Tony Khan is a wrestling fan. He grew up liking wrestling. He knows what wrestling is supposed to be. The Disney or Fox person, they care about money. Well, Tony Khan cares about money too. He does to a point, but he yeah. cares about the wrestling product too. Yeah. Disney or Fox don't give two shits no, they, about wrestling. Hide- They'll hire the right person. Trust me. There's a reason you why they'll make trust money. want me to trust Disney. They fucked up Star Wars. I will never trust them. I don't think that... they fucked up Star Wars. On that <sighs> note, I am out. I, I see where this is going. I am out. I need my rainbow Italian ice. And yeah. I, need, I need to get some shut-eye because I'm going to work tomorrow. Yeah, me okay, too. So you put your eye cream on. I'm going to make that money just like Disney Triple does. I cream. Ah, triple I cream. Put triple your triple I, I cream. Triple I, I'm we're like... talking about Sting next week. I get some Yeah. Let's sting it. I, I, I didn't mean Disney really crippled Star Wars. I just... I, uh, non, you wanted to go a different direction. Non... Um, <laughs> uh, just The guy that directed the very first one, oh, I was... Oh. I can't get into this. This is a two hour yeah. discussion for me. Favreau yeah. should have should have been in charge the whole time. Yes. Him and yeah. All right. Well, so, the Mandalorian is fantastic. The Mandalorian is very good. So good. But all right, guys. I think uh it is time yeah, let's to do the wind it down, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, it was an absolute blast tonight. We had a lot of fun. Bed, fuck. By the Bellflower <laughs> was fantastic today. Yes, he was. Appreciate him yeah. and Rocky Mountain Pro again. We'll be seeing more of Rocky Mountain Pro within the next couple weeks. Don't forget, we have the charity stream, 12-hour stream, January 24th. Hopefully by next Sunday, I'll have a schedule of what's going to be going on that day available to you um other than that folks for all you guys listening i haven't even mentioned the listeners today i apologize everybody if you're listening and you want to come check out the show twitch.tv slash giant death drop we are live sunday nights 9 p.m eastern standard time and don't forget all you listeners out there if you want to donate to this charitable cause that is called mission red by the american red cross just stop by the channel I have a panel down below my my screen on my channel called Tiltify. It's got the campaign. It's live. You can donate whenever you want up until I think it's like 1 o'clock in the morning on January 25th. So you guys got two weeks. Other than that, guys, we're going to resume the Monday Night Wars talk for another week. We're going to be talking about the icon, the franchise, the stinger. It's Sting! So next week should be a good one as well. As always, folks, 
With myself, Johnny Deathdrop, the host of the Dudes and Bells Wrestling Chatcast. On the left, you got the Coastal Crusader. On the top right, Night, you got everybody. the mass hole himself, Marky Pins. Night, everybody. And on the bottom right, the Sunday Night Savior, the other motherfucking Jeff. Yes, I said it right this time. You're welcome. Yay! <laughs> and Triple I. Yeah, I know. And Triple I, who just left us. Uh, obviously, because. Stands for idiot, idiot, idiot. Idiot, idiot, <laughs> idiot, exactly. <laughs> and I, I was mistaken. I like that. Good yeah. morning, everybody. Good morning. <laughs> Oh, yes. All right, guys. Top of the morning to you, laddie. Take Wait, care, folks. If you want to see me, catch me on my other streams during the week, Wednesday, Friday mornings, and Saturday nights. Schedule below. As always, stay safe, stay classy, and I'll see you on the next one, ladies and gentlemen. Take care, folks. Have a good night.